This episode of the Major Issues Podcast is brought to you by Comic Book Click at tpublic.com. Visit tpublic.com slash user slash comic book click to get exclusive one-of-a-kind merchandise including shirts, stickers, and phone cases all designed by us. Get your hands on the latest and greatest in comic book merchandise by going to tpublic.com slash user slash comic book click. And remember, you, yes you, are worthy. of the Major Issues Podcast, brought to you by Comic Book Click. And as always, I'm never alone. Sir, please introduce yourself. My name's Abraham, but you can call me Honest Rebel. I'm going to shoot it to you straight. I love this stuff. Thank you so much for having me on. The Thank you to the Don. I don't know if I, I was about to call you by your real name. I <laughs> oh, I just see that you're overflowing with excitement. We have Abraham, Honest Rebel, here on the podcast, straight for out of jury duty, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, yes, uh, yeah. <laughs> dealing dealing with all the uh you know the legal uh struggles out here for the common man and that's exactly why I got him on this episode to talk about our favorite booze drinking superpower PI Jessica Jones and review Jessica Jones season three, the last season not only of Jessica Jones, but of Marvel Netflix television. And what a sad uh little bit of a tidbit that is, huh? I'm really gonna yeah, miss nah. a lot of these shows and these characters, but uh, Honest Rebel, give these people a little bit of your uh, background with Marvel, Netflix, and Jessica Jones. All right, well, first of all, j- just saying it, going back to my days, I used to work at Starbucks, and I, I like talking to customers. I like, I like, I like uh, associating with them. And there was a woman, and uh, she was watching Jessica Jones, and I had already just finished it a couple months prior, and I, start, I saw her watching it, and she came up for her drink. And I started talking to her. She was a woman, maybe in her almost in, oh, late thirties, I could say. Okay. Uh, so, and she was like, "Oh, I love this show." I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah." I was like, "Hey, did you watch Daredevil?" She's like, "No, she's not really into superhero shows." But it started breaking down to me because I love the noir feeling. And and this is before Captain Marvel came out. This is before Wonder Woman came out. This is before there was a a, a feminine icon um, that wasn't just wearing skirts and 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 being the damsel in the stress. Jessica Jones was like that breakthrough. I mean, I know there was Xena and other things in media, but yeah. Jessica Jones was that first like heavy drinking, badass, <laughs> almost like, you know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, definitely. No, and, in, so... in the modern era, in this modern yeah. era, like you said before, the success that Wonder Woman were to have, um, Marvel, I think, besides um, X-Men in general, have always kind of floundered when it came to portraying strong female uh, characters, especially strong female uh, heroes. But here we have Jessica Jones, um, not only, uh, you know, a strong woman who can handle her own right, but that hell of a villain that we were introduced in Kilgrave in season one. So not only did we get to be introduced to this character, but the, the obstacles that she had to face in that season define how people view that character going forward. I, there were so many people who were like, I didn't watch, you know, Daredevil or Luke Cage, but I saw Jessica Jones. Yeah. And I, I think we talked about this off air once. We were like, uh, Jessica Jones is such a good show 
that you could even forget the fact that it has anything to do with Marvel. Yeah. You know, because it's it, it could literally just be a, a, a crime drama. And I love that. I love when they put the theme for first and they put like the, the super the superhero character stuff in the background almost. Yeah. But they do they do the comics justice. It's it's a very fine line. They I, in my personal opinion, that's why Winter Soldier works, that's why Civil War works because they made they put the film and and the genre in in the forefront and they took the hero elements in the background. So it's not just like, hey, this is a this is a superhero movie. It's no, it's it's a movie first and yeah. there are elements of heroism and, and stuff from the comics and they do everything justice. And and it makes you could show your non comic loving friends this show and they'll like it. Yeah. What I always liked about the Jessica Jones show is that it always seemed to have something to say. You know, it's not just, they're not just throwing things up there to throw things up there. Um, Mm. I think the first time, you know, you deal with a lot of like survivals, uh, survivor's guilt, uh, PTSD, um, uh, you know, sexual abuse, uh, you know. um, So they touch on rape. Yeah. Yeah, they touch on Right there at the forefront, um, what it means to uh, be loved, what does it what does it mean to be respected, what you know, what what is no means no, all that stuff. And yeah. then season two, you know, we start talking about um, they introduce the mother character, and we start talking about uh, right and wrong, um, who gets to pass that judgment, who gets to uh, say that people deserve prison or death or whatever, given the the atrocities that they've committed, um, and. This season definitely says something too, but before we get too spoiler filled with season three, uh, what would you say to those on the fence of season three? Usually we like to give a little bit of a spoiler free review. So um, if we could talk a little bit candidly about the show without giving out too many of the uh, surprises, um, what was your take away from season three? Not only of it being, again, the last season of Jessica Jones, but the ending of seemingly the Marvel Netflix universe. Yeah, so I it was like bittersweet for me because I was I'm a big fan of the Defenders. I remember when the Defenders was coming out, I I, I saw there was like a Metro card that came out here here in this in the in the five boroughs, and I wanted it. And that was I was so a cool, big bro. fan. That was so was, cool. I was a big fan. <laughs> was really yeah, cool. I, I I was such a fan. I was such a big fan. And yeah. uh, I, the way I found the Metro card was it was on the floor, uh, in the rain. It was, but it was covered in mud, so I didn't take it. But but that's how I was like, oh wow, that Metro card for this. I was so stoked. For, for the Defenders. That year, I didn't want to watch anything but the Defenders because I was so invested <laughs> in the characters. Right. You know, I even... Um, this this final season, uh, like, I, you know, I was, I was trying to say before, it was it was bittersweet because you want to binge through it like you always do, but it's coming to an end and you don't want it to end. And yeah. this season, I really kind of took everything in. I love the way it was shot because unlike other shows... Uh, and it's not just the Marvel Netflix shows, just shows in general. They showed you things from both characters' perspectives. On right. uh, this season, without touching too much on the uh, on the uh, on what's going on, Trish Walker is a little bit annoying. And if you find her annoying <laughs> in, in the tail end of last season, you're gonna find her pretty annoying at the beginning of this one. Um, and they 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 have these moments where she tells Jessica, "No one needs you to be a hero anymore." And I was like, what the fuck is she saying? Yeah, it came <laughs> out know? of left field, yeah. Yeah, and then in the second episode, they show you her chain of events. And then, and it's basically the same scene, but from Trisha's perspective. And you're like, wow, she meant it. She didn't mean it the way I perceived it. Mm-hmm. So it, it, this, the way this episode was shot, the way this season was shot was really great. Another thing about this season uh, that I really, uh, really enjoyed was you think it's going one way, and then the villain is somebody else entirely. Yes. And they have you questioning yourself until like episode like four or five. You're like, oh, 
what the hell? Yeah, <laughs> you know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I think so it switches it, 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 it kind of switches twice, right? Because yeah. it, it 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 you in the in the purity of its genre of it being this, you know, PI kind of detective noir kind of deal, we're following clues that seemingly point in one direction. Not only does it point in another direction, but that is also dealt with sooner than you would think, leading to a whole nother list of problems and a whole nother, you know, antagonist in the series. And I, I like that. I, I remember when I watched Luke Cage season one, um, I hated that they killed off Cottonmouth. Um, I didn't yes. think that Diamondback was um, better or or yeah. should have been the final act of that season. If anything, the role should have been reversed. Um, but yeah. in this, I think they did it per- perfectly. I think they layered it perfectly. And it, um, you understand even if you don't agree. And that's my yeah. biggest thing. At least be, at least get me to understand. Because <laughs> if I can't understand, yeah. I'll definitely not agree and I won't enjoy it. But if I can understand, even if I don't agree, I can find some semblance of enjoyment going that is logical even if I wouldn't do it. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. that is logical. I, I see the through line. I see where yeah, that so character would go. Sometimes the bait and switch works. Sometimes it doesn't. Cottonmouth, 100% agree. They had this, like, everyday man versus the rich guy who forgot where he came from. And he's basically being reminded, uh, you know, don't look down at where you came from. That was Cottonmouth, Luke Cage, until Cottonmouth dies. And he dies at the hands of this his elderly cousin, <laughs> yeah, you know, and yeah. I'm like, okay, whatever. And the, the the bait and switch didn't work, and the par- the parallels were family and 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 the, the the complicated relationships. Okay, I get it. But then there's a bait and switch like Daredevil season three, which I I I, I would put Jessica Jones season three right next to Daredevil season three, which I absolutely loved. Yeah. You know, I have a poster from Comic Con uh, for Daredevil season three because I just absolutely loved that season. Um, Jessica Jones, they they're very similar. They they gave you. Somebody you thought was the villain, but they they, they they make questionable choices. And then you find out who the real villain is. And the way the villain unfolded, it's not like he had a whole ploy to, to be after Jessica. Jessica kind of got herself into that. Definitely. Definitely. So that I was that was even cooler. It was it was it was they took they took the superhero genre and they flipped it on his head. It's not like art that this this villain didn't have any powers. He didn't he wasn't the opposite version of the hero. Yeah. He was just this dude, and if depending on where this show falls in the timeline, it's perfect if it were to be around the time of civil war happening because there's people that are against heroes because there are pe- there's a perception that they do more damage than good or the damage they cause is not worth the good they do. You know, it's not equivalent. Yeah. Um. So this was really great. Um. We're still doing spoiler free stuff, so I'm not going to touch on the the little Easter eggs that were dropped here and there. But uh, I really, really, really love this season. Uh, Hogarth's performance is fantastic. <laughs> yeah, Carrie um, Ann Moss coming back. You know, uh, they talk, they're talking about bringing back the Matrix. I wonder if they're gonna hit her up. But uh, <laughs> well, Keanu Reeves is hot right now, so I mean, yeah, might as well, right? Like, he's so hot right now. He's so hot right yeah. now. But um, <laughs> yeah, uh, Carrie Ann Moss killing it again as the ice-hearted uh, uh, Jerry Hogarth, who we thought. Okay, maybe not we. I'm not going to speak for you. I thought she would have softened up given her ALS diagnosis last year or last season. Um, but no, man, she's just as sharp. She's just as conniving. She's she's the shark in the water at all times. And worse than that, she wants you to know that all at all times. She, you know, she 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 she, yeah. uh, she flaunts her weight and power quite uh, impressively. Maybe not the way I would again, like I said before. But um, she she walks around like she has Jessica's powers. You know what I mean? And since she doesn't, she she compensates 
with her, her intelligence and honestly more than her intelligence is her, her ability to manipulate and use people to further her own agenda. And just like she always does, she creates her own issues, other people get hurt, and then she tries to fix it. Yep. Thinks and, she could do something slick, gets yeah. caught up in everything, and then has to ask for help. <laughs> Which is basically, yeah. that's basically her, her move, yeah. Her, her arc in this season was insane because the, the chain of events, the way it occurred, the way, by the way, they incorporated social media. They, they were definitely referencing Snapchat with yeah. Giggle Video or whatever they call That was cool. And I Facebook, And Facebook, I think when you see that guy... Um, who does the video for Jerry? I think that's like on some sort of weird Facebook. Yeah, Facebook. and and, and there's viral videos, and she's trying to get it scrubbed off, like she's Beyonce or oh, something. Oh yeah, and, like, yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah. yeah, Jessica got. Um, I don't think it's too spoiler to say she she got on YouTube like in the first yeah. 10, 20 minutes of the of the episode. Somebody okay. catches her doing a little bit of heroics, and that goes right there on YouTube. So, yeah, I mean that's yes. definitely um they they were bringing that up to the forefront. And now that you mentioned all that stuff about civil war, I think that was stuff that was baked in. They probably didn't call too much attention. Because we are a little bit away from that now, but it, yeah. it it fits right in that narrative of like accountability and whether or not people deserve um, the powers that they have and stuff. Um, yeah, I say. Speaking your, of that, oh, go ahead, brother. Speak, yeah, speak. I'm sorry. Speaking of that, man, you 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 really hit the nail on the head. If you found Trish Walker annoying last season, like myself, I I honestly she <laughs> pissed me off so many times, and I yeah. found her annoying and naggy you're you're going to find yourself in a very complicated position because this show gets you emotionally invested, or at least it gets me invested because I'm so invested in everything, um, comics and, 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 and Marvel-related especially. Yeah. Um, not that I'm not a DC fanboy too, but um, she, you'll, you'll find yourself hating her, being annoyed of her. You're going to want to smack her, and then you're kind of <laughs> cheering for her. And it's very yeah. it's impressive. The actress, um, I, I don't know her name. I don't remember it. Uh, it's she, uh, she Rachel, did a it's Rachel Taylor, and she's Australian. I did not know that. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's... Snap. Check that out. Yeah. It's I'm... Patsy. <laughs> Pat, yeah. Yeah, she she was awesome. Yeah. And, and they even gave her mother something to do with the season, which was great. I think her mother you know? was terrific. There's a flashback episode with her mother in it that is mm-hmm. awesome. I thought it was riveting. I It had me... Not not at the edge of my seat because there's there's a difference in like drama and action, but it definitely yeah. kept my attention in ways that I didn't think it would. Um, they humanized the mother. Yes. After demonizing her for two seasons, and this show does that very well. They humanize everybody. They do. They very do. well. They do because, um, like we were talking about with season one, there's a point in which you realize that Kilgrave is not necessarily doing everything out of malice. It's just the way he's always done things, and so you're like, wait a minute, he's a child. Yeah. He gets everything yeah. he wanted at all times. He's a man child. He's a brat. Yeah. And he's a brat because that's quote. how he was. He got put up. Yeah. He had a quote. He goes, I don't know if people are doing things because I'm telling them to or because I'm asking them to. And he can't tell the difference because his powers work by him talking to you. Yeah. And that's you heartbreaking. Know? Yeah. They, they, they made him raping people. They, they humanized it in a way where you feel bad for him. Yeah. If because they got came... to a point. I mean, if you think about it, right? We, we, you hear about the rape, you feel bad about the rape. And then the show says, oh, he wants her permission now. Like, he's asking yeah. for her to say yes, which is yeah. still kind of monstrous when you consider everything in the in the past. But in that moment, it seems like a genuine expression. And you yeah. do, that's the thing. Um, uh, I think that one of the main things of this season is the idea that, um, and maybe even the show, is the idea that not villainy isn't, isn't black and white. And so yeah. you, you got to watch how you view um, 
crime and justice because it can shift into vengeance and it can shift into um uh yeah just that lust for people to get what they have coming or get you know you see this all the time you'll, you'll see something on the news where it'll say somebody has god forbid you know hurt a child in some sort of way and then look in the comments it's like castrate them burn them hang them you know the, yeah. and and we yeah. we do have a level i think in humanity of vengeance i don't know if that's a concept that animals have you know where they're like you know screw that other bird <laughs> i hope i hope yeah. their, their their nest falls out of the sky but we definitely I, I, have I, that yeah, it's. I think it's it's more reactive than anything. It's yes. in reaction. So the the calmer people, even in this show, um, the like Jessica, for example, is a very reactive character. She's been reactive since season one. We saw her catching that guy. She lifted up his car. She's yeah. a reactive person, you know, and that's been used against her. Um, yes. it's even used against her. Yeah, you know, that's one of her. The, she doesn't have kryptonite to hurt her, but she, her her emotions. And I'm not saying that she's an emotional person. I'm saying that she's a reactive person. You gotta watch with that with the female yes. characters, bro. Yes, I remember yes, I was watching she, Captain Marvel and they kept saying, "Stop getting so emotional, Veers." And I'm like, "I think you're nailing it." Yeah, Jessica Jessica Jones is a reactive character because she doesn't articulate well, and they even touch on that. They touch on it very well. Yeah. She does not articulate well as well as Trish. She's not media trained. She doesn't know. How to conduct herself because she can punch through you, yes. so she doesn't have to articulate herself. Yep, you know, and uh, but someone like Jerry Hogarth who cannot punch through you, she is someone that takes her time. She assesses everything, and and she obviously has always has an ace in the hole. So so that that was that that uh, that shows you how how I, I feel like that's parallel to society today. People are so quick and so reactive and online comments and and to dismiss something or or. To, to to delegitimize something, it's very it's very tri- it's very tribal online, yes. you know. And uh, they have that happen to Jessica because people are so tribal to dismiss her. Oh, all these good deeds she did. Oh, she's a terrible person. Oh, uh, superheroes need to be put away. Yeah. Um, and I I liked it. it was very realistic. Um, and I love that about the Netflix Marvel shows. And they're not afraid to to get a little gritty, and that's why I love Daredevil and and Luke Cage and. You know what I mean? Like even Iron Fist kind of redeemed themselves in the second season. But... I really, I really dug that second season of Iron Fist in comparison to the first. Really, yeah. really, really. Yeah. Um, you could tell that they were when this show was written. It was definitely written to continue the 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 story arc of the other shows. Yeah. Because they do touch on like you know Danny Rand. Where is he? Oh, he's in the Himalayas. You know, he's on a sabbatical. Okay, that's where we saw him last at the end of season two. Yep. So that that that, that was a little heartbreaking for me because I wasn't ready. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> yeah. And there is a cameo in this that I literally stood up and applauded when it happened. Because my, yes. my beef with these shows, and I was actually listening to our season two um, review. And I said the same thing in that one, is that when things get to that point, when things get to, into the ravenous uh, nature of social media or, um, you know, where Jessica's all over the television and stuff, you can't help but think that some of the other people who fought alongside her would show up and be like, hold on, what's going on here? Um, yes. And that happens. And I was like, finally, like, okay, it's not a closed door kind of situation. And I hope those calls were made on the fly. I hope they were made last minute because it made me so happy to continue to feel like this is all one world. And therefore, when something this big happens, you got to expect somebody to knock on your door on the occasion. Yeah. But see, this is this is the thing where usually I'll say that in Daredevil when the when the hands show up or when I'm watching Iron <laughs> yeah, Fist, I'm like, why isn't Luke Cage here? And then, and then I'll watch Luke Cage in season two, and I'm like, oh, it makes sense. Iron Fist is here. Things like that make sense. By the way, 
Iron Fist in season two of Luke Cage was fantastic. The way they wrote him, everything he did was incredible. I, I always remember um, the moment of him picking up the dragon-shaped bong. Because <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he had that whole thing with fighting the dragon. And I remember him yeah. going to, I think it was like Turk's uh, shop. Oh, I'll give this spoiler. Sadly, no Turk Barrett this season. Yeah, I, I caught that in around season uh, episode 13. I was like, wait, where's Turk? No Turk, Turk Barrett, baby. Ending the tremendous streak of uh, of Marvel Netflix shows that yeah. he's been on. Yeah, and there was, there was also no Night Nurse. So Yes, yeah. that's true. But she got told to go home. So <laughs> I think she, yeah. she's been home since I mean, then. Well, I, I kind of like that because, I mean, I love Rosario Dawson and all. And, yeah. But she... I mean, how many times are you going to have somebody get hurt and she just bandages them? Like, man, It also on. got All odd right. because in Iron Fist, they flew her to China? And I'm like, what's going on here? <laughs> what is this about? Yeah. Uh, sometimes, sometimes you can't, and this is just a personal gripe of mine, I'm all for girl power, but sometimes you can't force it in there. And then sometimes I just like, I sit there and I watch it and I'm like, you know, uh, you compare the night nurse to someone like Misty Knight. Misty Knight gets her ass kicked. Misty Knight yeah fights misty knight gets her arm chopped off misty knight gouts herself misty knight learns to use her mechanical arm that i'm cool with but you yeah. can't just be like this untouchable character just because you're a woman you know what i mean and I, I really, that's just how that's just how i feel i really dig um now that you say misty knight's portrayal um in luke cage and watching her grow as a character uh and that's yes. the thing like when done well when you leave the right breadcrumbs, you can you can grow these characters exponentially because while some of these characters may have taken leaps in this season i don't think any of them were um, unrealistic, like you were saying before. I yeah, think that they were the character pushed... progression was realistic. You know, yeah, you, were... you can see they were pushed in several directions, but it but it just makes sense. I think. Yeah, I mean, it, it's if this was a regular person that you knew in this situation, you can it, they're plausible reactions. Everything you can see, Trish. You know, they've they've shown that, especially in season two, which was I I feel like was a an entree, a complete setup that's going to all pay off in season three. You yeah. see things like Trish feeling insecure. She's tired of being a damsel in distress. She's tired of not being in the spotlight. And I felt like Trish really wanted to be in the spotlight in this season. You see it slowly unfold. I don't want to, you know, again, spoil what she's doing. <laughs> right. But uh, you, it's very clear. Like, she, she doesn't want to just do the right thing. She wants to do the right thing, and she wants notoriety for it. Yeah, it's, 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 it's funny because, like I was saying before, you know, I was listening to the last season's um, review that we did available wherever podcasts are found and um one of the things i said on that one of the things i had asked the co-host was do you think trish would fight crime if she if it couldn't be credited to her and we came up to the conclusion that probably no she's she is doing this one because she thinks it's right which is the moral and and cool thing about it but she definitely kind of sort of wants um recognition and there's even an episode in this uh series called you you're welcome that centers around her and i think it's that idea of never really feeling thanked and you get away to that yeah uh she that was her catchphrase basically this season and there was a, even a moment when she actually got thanked and you see how like it lit up her world yeah you know and it was like that and she was an addict and she was hooked she I about to say she's. I about to say she's come a long way from uh, mm-hmm. doing nukes, nuke juice, and and trying to yeah. fight people on the bus. Remember, she was just yeah. <laughs> she would just go on the bus all high and just be like, "I think that guy's a killer. I'm gonna go chase him." And um, yeah, um, yeah. I think I think we're about done with with, with spoiler free. Do you recommend this show to our listeners? I would this recommend season? this to somebody that 
I would recommend every season of Jessica Jones to somebody that's not even a comic fan. Okay. It's, a, it's just a good show, but I would 100% recommend it if you if you love the Netflix shows. If you even if you didn't like Iron Fist, I still recommend just just do yourself the service of watching this season. Yeah. All right. Yes, it was, it's great. All right. One thing I do I, I had a gripe with was the recap before season three starts doesn't yes. do season three justice. It just doesn't. So I recommend watching some sort of countdown or, or one of those little YouTube videos of like everything you need to know about Jessica Jones season three before you watch it. Watch yeah. one of those because the recap, I just, it, my it girlfriend was, was kind of bare everything. bones, right? It was kind of like, <laughs> yes, just this is, this is it. Like we could yeah. give you more, but you want to, you're already, you already pressed play. So you're already trying to watch this. So here, yeah. here's, here's all that we're going to give you in, in this short span and stuff. But, um, yeah, seriously, I, it, it, it wasn't. It wasn't. It didn't give me enough. It didn't give me enough. Uh, it. I like the way Daredevil does it. They give you like this happened. This happened. This happened. So every because everything's getting paid off. Jessica Jones. The recap was, uh, this is Trisha trying to get powers. Um, she might have powers. Uh, and then she killed Jessica's mom. And Jessica yeah, has and her it, mom, and, and then her mom dies. Yeah, and that's all you need to know. Bye. And it, took, it, took away the nuance, it took away the nuance of her mom killing a whole bunch of people, <laughs> like literally, like gruesomely killing a whole bunch of people, and then yeah. took away the nuance of uh, Jessica getting kidnapped by her mother. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, because they showed them like on the road, and I'm like, she got kidnapped. That wasn't just like a let's go for a, a stroll, mommy kind of deal. She was kidnapped in that situation. Uh, yeah. They left a lot of the nuance out, but that's what this show's for. This show's for all the nuance, all the time. So, yeah, our recommendation is solid. Watch, uh, watch Jessica Jones season three if you haven't seen it, and if you have, welcome to the spoiler-filled part of this episode. You take a seat right there, pour yourself a bourbon, grab a leather jacket, because uh, we're gonna be <laughs> here a while. Um, let's talk about uh, what I would like to call the worst burger ever, because a even though the first episode, I believe, is called uh, Best Burger in the World or something like that, right? It's called, yeah. like, uh, Best Burger Ever. This burger has caused Jessica Jones more trouble than good. <laughs> because <laughs> as, as the series starts off, Jessica is is contemplating something that was told to her by her mother, which is being a hero means giving a shit and doing something about it. And so she, yes. starts, she starts this series hoping to make her mother proud by using her powers and furthering her PI work. And she isn't taking... Um, she isn't really talking to Trish because, you know, Trish killed her mom. But she yeah. uh, she does have a run-in with Trish after Dorothy can't find her. So she's she's willing to still, if she has to reach out, reach out. Um, and she's doing more pro bono work. and But she bumps into this guy named Eric who offers to make her the best burger she ever has. And even though she takes him back home for this burger, she is stabbed so badly that they have to remove her spleen. And the rest of the series deals with Jessica trying to get back at that attacker while also walking this, like, tightrope of right and wrong. Yeah. So how, how did you yeah. feel about the beginning of this se- se- uh, season with Jessica Jones and a lot of the less glamorous parts of her her, P, her pi work because um she even um she she's footing the the bill for a receptionist right she has a yeah. receptionist now uh, uh gillian yeah. gillian yeah well look just you talking about episode one put a big smile on my face because i'm reliving it and I, the writing of this season was so good it was so interwoven it, like they put a very good amount of thought into everything you know they they made they, they made her a full-on well-rounded character 
All right. She's a hard ass. She's a loner, but she has a secretary because she cares about what she's doing because she has this emotional burden placed on her head. This ideal she now has to live up to of being a hero. That that was essentially her mother's last words. And then uh, on top of that, you know, they remind you that, yeah, she's trying to be a hero, but she's not any good at it yet because she doesn't really know. They there's subtle things like. First of all, the world is not black and white. There's no good guy, bad guy. It's just a matter of uh, perception. Perception is reality. She yeah. she takes that girl from Mexico, brings her back to her mom. Her mom, the daughter, obviously want, wanted to stay with the dad. Jessica's confused about how she feels. They give you a they give you a, 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 an uppercut with a with a Easter egg reference when the girls like Captain America would never do that. <laughs> yeah, that Captain America, funny. the moral compass of the MCU. Mm-hmm. you know who's done like one questionable thing in the whole uh, you know what i mean and, right and you, and even that is humanized by by the russo but i don't want to get into that as much but it goes you it, he if he's the standard verb he's the measuring stick you look at jessica jones and she is not even in this man's shadow she's because his shadow is so big yeah you know because that is what that that that's what people look at that's a hero jessica jones um is kind of figuring it out on the go jessica jones uh, you know she first of all she she gets mixed up with eric because she's she goes to goes to drinking uh, her, that's because her thing. That's i her thing. Yeah. yeah i was gonna ask you and real quick it, with the captain america line do you think that she eternalizes those comparisons like do you think that she goes back home and is like should i be more like captain america like is there like am i not closer to what i think a hero is do i have to do the stuff that uh, that I guess the poster child of of hero- heroism should do, or do you think she's pretty resigned? And this is what they're gonna get, and I'm not. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, this is, yeah. This is the so, full so uh, of my hero of my hero is, and they better be grateful. So Jessica, the character um, who's beautifully played by Kristen Ritter, who's not even anything like her character in real life. Um, so props to her. Just she's a fantastic actress. Uh, Definitely. The, Jessica, Jessica, I, I, in my opinion, because again, I love these characters. I get, I, I, I love the psychology. I love being put in their shoes. I love ripping it apart. I love, you know, and you know, again, that's just me because I'm just such a fan of these characters. I love them. They're larger than life. Um, I, I get, you know, engulfed in in their motives. Jessica, maybe, I don't think she internalizes it. I think up until this point, she's done the bare minimum to be a hero, and you know, it's like. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna save the day, but it shows you she started being less and less reckless. She would start, she doesn't rip just rip the doors off of stuff anymore. I yeah. mean, she threw the guy in the episode one, but then she could have thrown. I mean, she could have easily beat up the mom too, and she did it. Well, look at matter of fact, you said episode one. Let's go all the way yeah. back to episode one, season one, where she throws a guy through the alias door. So yeah, there's definitely yes. growth there <laughs> because yes, exactly. In the, in the first season, she has no qualms about letting people know that she's not to be dealt with. Yeah, and and again, great writing because progression and the fact that you remember that great writing, yeah. you know, like they 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 put time and effort into these characters. This, um, as far as to answer your question, Jessica, does she internalize it? I don't think so. I think I th- I think if anything, it it just make because she's such a depressed character. Really, yeah. she she drinks to deal with her problems. I think it makes her feel worse because it makes her feel like she's not probably not doing enough. Right, and it's like it's like it's almost this impossible task. It's like how. It's like, okay, I can go into a burning building. I'm not saying that she did that, but, you know, for anybody listening, I, in yeah. case you're like, when did that happen? No, it didn't right, happen. Right, right. I'm just saying, giving an yeah. example. If she can go into a burning building, but then it's like, okay, I only saved one person. And it doesn't, you know, because it's, it's like, 
her job is in demand. It's not, but you got to look at it. There's so many people that are qualified to do what you do. You're not even on the, you're not even on the top 10, you know? So it must, it must bother her a little bit, Yeah. you know, because it's like, here, here I am trying to do the right thing and you're throwing in my face and I'm not good as this person. Yeah. And and you got to imagine that that goalpost for what makes a hero constantly is moving, right? Like, yeah, oh, you, yeah. yeah, you saved the fire, but you only saved five people instead of ten. Yeah, you saved ten people, but you missed the cat. Yeah, you saved yeah, them all, yeah. but the building's gone. The building's yeah. up in flames, and, and you couldn't save the building. You know what I'm saying? So there, there's always going to be yeah. something. And when you're when you're looking for validation, when the definition keeps changing, that could be maddening. And if you have to uh, drown yourself in some bourbon, I, I, I could kind of get that. Definitely. And you know what? You, you made a really good point because they've shown sober Jessica feels everything yes she, and she feels guilty over her brother's death her her, her mother's well at the time she thought her mother was dead yes. her father's death you know but so, even with the so mother's was, death she took that story she's telling people that she killed her mother yeah so she feels a little bit of that of that um the that burden well, there is well, was well. it her or was it, uh, it was, was it with, like the police spun on it because i think the police kind of oh you think her. the police were telling people that she yeah I, I don't think she ever cleaned like i don't at least i didn't catch because i know, know malcolm i know that was malcolm's recollection of the of the events yeah because it was a news i mean i believe in showing showing a news article but i don't think jessica ever clean clearly says and i think someone even referenced it to her and she didn't clearly say yes or no she almost kind of uh danced around it like okay like what's it to you i i don't remember the exact scene yeah. um but i i do recall uh her never truly actually taking the credit for it but she never denied it once it was put on her by the by the official police story that was in the news and she also uh, won't officially put it on trish yeah because you know she no matter how she much she had yeah. no matter how hurt she was by trish she uh she kind of wants to protect her because that's all she knows. She's she's been Trisha's protector her whole life. I love that, right? There's a point in which Trisha's drafting an email. She says something like that. Like, you've always been the protector and I've always been the compass or something like that. Like, you've always yeah. been... Um, and they, they definitely have that loving relationship. How did it feel to start this series with them on opposite sides? Seemingly, because um, eventually they meet realizing they're on the same side but in the beginning of this this uh episode or this this season especially in that second episode from um trish's perspective there's a moment where uh where trish actively calls to jessica and jessica doesn't pick mm-hmm. up the phone <laughs> like literally yeah, well, I mean, her she, phone doesn't pick it up and that's got to be like heartbreaking she, well she killed her mom <laughs> yeah, yeah. so so it's like yeah, so you know, I mean, she killed her mom. I mean, when Tony got mad, <laughs> when his mom, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so you know, uh, but okay, so Jessica is Trish's protector, and and they've shown us time and time again that Trish is a moral compass for Jessica, but Jessica, uh, being on opposite ends with or basically pulling away from uh from Trish mm. and now and now pulling away from uh Malcolm. She doesn't really have any anchor. So she you knows she she has this new secretary. She's kind of doing something and she doesn't really uh I don't think she's truly uh she's she's truly alone. And yeah. she's winging it and even if she screws up, it doesn't matter cuz no one's going to tell her different. 
you know? Because she does things uh, her way. Um, that, that, that new receptionist, people forget Malcolm used to be in that position. And she kind of told Malcolm, like, she like, told him off. And she's yeah. told off everybody who's gotten close. Um, I yeah. remember feeling that the, that the last, the way that the last season ended felt false because I didn't believe that she was going to be part of that happy family with Vito and um, I think it was Oscar. Um, yeah, yeah. And I felt like when I, when that ended that way, I was like, eh, I don't know, like that's not. Yeah, I, I wasn't. Not gonna I, yeah, stay. I wasn't feeling it either. I wasn't feeling it either. And it was weird when they started the episode. Uh, like that. Uh, I was like, where did he go? Yeah, you know, and Harris... they, they kind of just open and shut case it when they're like, oh yeah, thanks for, you know, admitting that it wasn't going to work or whatever like that. Like, I'm dating somebody new. I know that kind of stuff uh, that we see from Trisha's perspective. Um, but, yeah, Jessica is, it, alone. To be honest. Jessica is alone. Jessica is the only it. person that she that she cares about. She is not her favorite person right now, which is Trish, which is Patsy. Yeah, and that true. sucks. Um, because even even... When she would want to, you know, de- delve into her problems, she can't. And she can't complain about Trish to Malcolm because she won't tell Malcolm what Trish did. And there's, she ain't going to sit around uh, Jerry Hogarth's uh, drum circle and, and, and confess anything. Because that character, man. Matter of fact, let's talk, about, let's talk about Jerry a little bit before we get into some Trish. Because, man, Karen Ann Maughan, Hogarth, coming house swinging, still suffering from ALS. Uh... In the first episode, she asked Jessica to help kill her. Yeah. She's like, I'm going to get weak, and I'm going to get tired, and one day I just want you as my confidant to slip me this <laughs> these drugs, <laughs> but without me knowing, without me knowing, uh, and uh, then I will succumb to the drugs, and I will pass away. And uh, Did you? Go ahead, brother. I want, to, I want to chime in on that. Do you think... Jessica was actually offended when she when she was like, "Why? Because I killed somebody before. You think it's easy for me? Because I did." It. Or do you feel like she was just trying to make her realize that she doesn't actually want to kill herself, and it's the coward's way out? I think it's uh, a little bit of both. I think, I think people um, forget, and I don't mean to be insensitive, but I think people forget the permanence of death, <laughs> right? Yeah. That you cannot take it back. Um, not only the permanence of death, but the permanence of taking a life. So Jessica is taking a life and realizes the balance. Um, I think in the last season she had killed a security guard and she's also killed Kilgrave. And she's killed um, Rena? Reva. Reva. Um, Luke's, Luke's an old flame. And so she understands that weight. Um, Hogarth doesn't. She just tells people what to do. So not only does she understand, not only does she not understand the weight of what she's asking for, she doesn't realize that once it's done, it's done. And if so, if that's the case, why not do it now? If you're so sure that you're going to be sure in a week or a month when Jessica's supposed to do this, and Jessica asks the right question of like, when am I supposed to just do it? Like, slip it here? Am I supposed to put it in your food and your drink? Am I supposed to, how many? Is it just enough to kill you? Like, that, those are all interesting questions because when you ask somebody to take that step, you better have the, those answers because that's, not, that's something that once you're gone off this world, Jess has to deal with that. You get to sleep easy. You, you get to rest easy. You got what you wanted. Jessica has to live with that for as long as she lives now that she was tasked to killing uh, Hogarth. And Hogarth um, also kind of sort of got offended at Jessica's reaction, which was a little bit weird to me. Like, what did you expect? And at one point, Jessica's like, we're, are we friends? And which was a good question, right? Like, are we cool? Or am I the only person you can call to do this? Like, Well, she's definitely the only person she can call to do this. Yeah. You know what I mean? She's definitely, because Hogarth 
it's all, I think she even said she goes, she's come to respect her. Yes. You know, I, I believe that was a line that she said. Yeah. I mean, I don't think she would give anybody else that sword, you know, to kill her because she hates everybody else. That's even true. her former partners who she extorted. Yeah. Um, to maintain business. Yeah. And we see one of them later, which is kind of funny. But um, I wonder how I wonder how Hogarth sleeps because she's such a like she's not very different than the kingpin. I feel like she I mean she's not like involved a, in like a vampire like with her hands on an X across the chest <laughs> <laughs> and she rises like the Undertaker. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Alistair uh, Black. <laughs> um. Uh. So J- Jerry, in the beginning of this show, is is mm-hmm. set on death, or at least the idea that death is coming. She wants to make put that in her hands, the power of that in her hands. Um, she would not allow death to take her by surprise. She would allow Jessica to allow death to help her take her by surprise. But um, yeah, she chooses that whole thing was a yeah, bad idea. She chooses <laughs> death, but 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 eventually she gets an email and chooses life in the form of a former flame. Sarita Chowd Chowdhury plays Kith Leone, and uh, yeah, she visits the former flame Kith, who is married to a law professor named Peter, and. Um, has Ho- um, Ho- Hogarth, I guess, uh, what would you take that initial meeting of the three? Because it seemed a little bit like Hogarth was surprised that she was with a man, maybe? Um, I, no, she was mean? definitely stalking her. Yeah, no, that, that thing that was you, because she was definitely stalking her life. She's been making donations. Oh, yeah, she had. She's yeah. very aware. Yeah, she was very aware of what she's doing. I think the thing that um, kind of surprised me was that she was with this woman and she cheated on her and got with the girl that she ended up marrying, who who's Kilgrave dead. ended up having a hand in, yeah, who's dead. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, it's like, it goes to show you that she's been like this forever. Yeah. You know, it's not like, oh, something again. And then it's, it's so cool that they have a character like this. She's always kind of been this corrupt soul, yes. you know? And, uh, it's, it, it was cool to see unfold. Cause it's not like she wasn't really fleshed out. She's just always been this way. Yeah, you know, and I guess that was fleshing around. It's like, no, she's just a, like a go getter and doesn't care about other people's feelings or emotions or or or, or lives. Like she doesn't. She's just I'm good. Like we saw that in season two. Season two, she had probably the best uh, story oh. as far as uh, when she got that woman to kill herself and yeah. love her. Yeah, you know? I always call that. I always shit. call that. Uh, I always refer to that season as cocaine and hookers. Because as soon as yeah. she found out she had ALS, she just got a bunch of hookers and a bunch of cocaine, and they they were like just dancing <laughs> in her apartment. Like she was like, "This is what I'm gonna do for the rest of my life." Um, yes. but in in Kith, it's it's so weird, right? Because like I said, through Kith, she sees a reason to live, but yes. is not satisfied with the idea of sharing her. Because it comes out that Kith is like, oh, I'm totally down to do you and stuff, but like, I'm still gonna go home to my husband because we do other people on the side, and uh, we got no issue. We come with home it. to each other. Yeah, we come yeah. home to each other, and and it's also the revelation that they're the thing that keeps them sort of kind of together is the death of their child, which is the which which is what uh, Jerry was donating to, uh, to begin with, and so you know, I have to know Jerry knew a little bit about that. Um, about the yeah. about the child and and all that stuff there. Um, but and that was a really realistic take, man. I, yeah. I'm gonna I'm, and I'm I'm gonna try to word this properly so nobody gets offended. So I'm just gonna <laughs> say it. So just give me a sec. I'm gonna. Uh, what I want to say is, it's a very realistic portrayal. She doesn't want to yeah. share this old flame. She was in love with her. The girl she cheated on her with and married is dead. So realistically, she's gonna see this girl she was in love with. She's gonna go back to her, or she, whatever, whatever she conceives as love. She's found a new reason to stay alive or want to live, to make this woman's life better. 
she cannot give her a child because, you know, physically she cannot give her a child. Yeah. You know, and uh, okay, so they can't do that, but she's had children. Okay, fine, no problem. I'll accept the fact she has children. No big deal. But I will not share your heart because I want to give you my heart. Yeah. And she can buy anything, but she can't buy love. And yeah. we've seen that repeatedly. I- and here's a little, here's another perspective um, that I that I was seeing coming from it. Um, it's two things also that I would like to add. One, Jerry is not a good loser. She's never no. been. She's never been. She is a shark. Um, when she when the ALS got diagnosed, she was they her partners asked to just buy her out, which was a clause they put in the contract. If you get mm-hmm. sick. You're not going to be here to to run stuff, so you have to. So and that became an entire vindictive uh, tsunami of 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 blackmail and all this other kind of stuff to her partners, where she can now stand on her own two feet. So we already know that Jerry's not a good uh, loser. I think yeah. another layer of this is this idea that like we were talking about sharing. She doesn't want to share Kith when she doesn't have that much time left. Yeah, and so it's just all to herself, all of it, all or nothing. But it doesn't even choose nothing; it's just all, right? Because her choice from the beginning, she could have backed away when she saw the husband at the at the um at the gala, and she could have backed away when she was told that it was an open marriage. But she goes and she gets she gets real dirt on them, and legit decides to drop it out of like spite. Didn't didn't like homeboy call her and was like, hey. Are you coming home? Because we got like stuff to watch on the DVR or whatever. And she's like, yeah. you know what? Hellfire and brimstone. And <laughs> and yeah. nukes this family. Do you feel like that mm-hmm. was vindictive? Do you feel like, I mean, like we said, a lot of these characters are reactionary. Um, yeah. Did, did you see she, that in the through line for Jerry? No. That's something. See, that, that, was, that was that's really cool because she's very calm, collected, manipulative. Um, takes advantage of situations and turns them in her favor. Yeah, hence manipulative. But when something hit home, she was she was just like anybody else. Her yeah. love life that was her weak point, and uh, that was really that was really uh, it's cool because it gives her depth too. You know, because yeah. she's not the clear cut villain, but she's not a good person. Yeah, and we understand that she's like a necessary evil that comes in handy every now and then, who also kind of creates or adds on or puts more fuel to the flame of whatever the issue is in the show. Yeah, you know, and uh, again, one of the best things was she created an issue when she started defending uh, the villain, uh, and I remember sitting there going, "Why?" But it was so well written, it was so well done because she was trying to undo the mess she created. Yeah, at one point you know? she does uh, she does take the that the side of um, Gregory Salinger, who we'll talk about in a bit. But I mean, last season. Um, you know, she did a bunch of, of weird things, and in the season for uh, season one, she helped Kilgrave escape. So she she's yeah. she's kind of sort of been doing this. Uh, I, I it just makes you think. It's like when a friend uh, screws you over one too many times. You're like, why do I? How did I let that happen for so long? Like, what, <laughs> she, like the, the every opening that she gets, she she will take and she will use. Um, and she is not ready. So she so boom, she drops. This this bomb that Peter is using the money from the from the scholarship fund or whatever to like splurge on his girlfriends. Yeah, and um, yes, yes. not only does it delegitimize Peter, but it delegitimizes Kith as well. And Peter just responds by not only committing suicide, 
but uh, creating this video saying that Jerry has a bunch of like super powered thugs that are going around yeah. <laughs> uh, doing her bidding and that she needs to be stopped. What was your reaction to that video? That was so that was fantastic. Uh, I mean, not him killing himself, but, <laughs> right, right, but the right. way they did it, the way they, they use social media, that's that's a real world thing. That's if someone's going to do something to hurt somebody today. Uh, you see it all the time. Cancel culture. Oh, my God. Oh, I don't like this anymore. We're going to get rid of this and we're going to take this person down and yeah. we're going to diminish. Uh, we're going to we're going to. Yeah. And he, that's what he did. And in a world with superheroes and, and superpowered people, he brought that up. And that was uh, that was. That was a nice twist, and it made all the sense in the world. It wasn't like, okay, you know, that wasn't like a weird jump. That was cool. It was like a well-written, well-executed. Like again, I can't say this enough. They thought everything through. Everything fit. It was a beautiful puzzle. Everything connects to everything. Everything makes sense. And I wanted to ask you this because I just thought of this right now. Uh, right. Eric, right? That was his name. The the, yes. uh, the 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 truth detector or the lie the lie yeah. detector, whatever he is. Yeah. Um, the karma checker, the aura reader. Um, is he a mutant? Did they uh, really say? So, he actually the the character's um superhero name, which I'm pretty glad they didn't drop, is Mind Wave. I don't think that that that's as poetic <laughs> as some of the other yeah, names no. that you came up with. But he debuted in Daredevil uh, 133, and initially he had a helmet, so it wasn't his. It wasn't he didn't have powers himself. Um, so this version, uh, I'm not sure it seems to be regular powers, but to our knowledge, no one just gets powers in this universe, right? Yes, Luke Cage was an experiment. Uh, Spider-Man got bit a super soldier serum for cap. Uh, uh, you know, everybody's, soldier. everybody's yeah. a result of them trying to recreate cap. Yeah. Yeah. And a know? bunch of, a bunch <laughs> of, a bunch of cap mistakes. And so yeah. even, even nuke nuke. Uh, uh, Officer Simpson from season one was a mm -hmm. was a failed super soldier, and so um, th we've gotten through lines as to how people have gotten their powers, but this one in particular, I don't think they've ever they ever mentioned what was uh, his deal. Does he I mean, I, I does he get in contact with Hogarth? I don't think they ever have a scene together. No, they don't. All right, they don't. Mm -hmm. I feel like he did. I don't know. I don't know. Right. <laughs> I, um, but what, what now, I was saying was that. About it. What I was saying was that um, I think it's brilliant, right? Because the idea is that no one wants to go toe to toe with Jerry Hogarth, even if you have yeah. her in the even if you have her dead to rights in the wrong, she will bite off her own arm and cl club you with it. You know, like she yeah. she she will do that. And so the only like way to, the only way to truly mic drop on Jerry is to die, right? Like it's to, it's to say a bunch yeah. of stuff. And then just die because then there's no getting at you. Because she would have definitely tried to find a way to ruin him further had he just been yeah. alive. Or she would have just discredited him and said, yeah, but come on, he's a guy who's sleeping around. Why, why would you believe him? But his heartfelt message and then death was the only testimony that people needed to burn, you know, uh, Hogarth and Associates to the ground, theoretically. And uh, Hogarth, I, I don't even think she would have felt bad if, if Kit didn't not basically cut her out of her life. She's like, I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to know you. You yeah. did this out of spite. I don't think she would have felt that. I don't think she would have went to the funeral if Kith was fine with everything. You know, I, I she think... did that because she was made to feel bad. Duh, Kith is her, yeah. is her one Achilles heel. It's the one way to make her feel things. You I know? mean, so... I, I would, I would argue though, that I think that another thing that is her Achilles heel and that she was probably a little bit bothered by was the mere mention of her name. Like someone yeah. pointing and saying, 
Jerry Hogarth is doing bad things with superheroes because now she has to defend herself. And you saw yeah. how quick it got to like call all our clients, call all our, like it's one thing to deal with the Kith thing, but then she started to realize that her entire reputation, her entire firm might go down because of this. And so not only does she have to deal with um, her love life, her love life was always optional given that she had a professional life. But now both of them are going down. And so she's doing this yeah, weird yeah. Like, juggling act of trying to keep yeah. everything afloat, which puts her in bed with Salinger and ruins everything. But it, I, um, I, I think she said it herself, like, like she crawled from the bottom. Like she, she, she um, built this. And yeah, she built it on a ton of bodies of people that she, you know, dumped in the river. Yeah. But this is her firm. This is her world. And the idea that somebody would, um, you know, take that from her. Take it away. But again, yeah, it's because you try to take something from them. I tell me, uh, honest rebel, you saw that scene where Peter's like, "Do you not get what's going on? She just yeah. got here like two weeks ago, and now everything is ruined, and you don't find that suspicious." And I'm like, "Pete, you're you're right, bro. Like you're you're completely yeah. right. She came like, in like a hurricane was... and ruined everything." Yeah, and I love the fact that they said that because she's done it a lot. You know, throughout the throughout the series, but uh, this time around, I love like I love when they say stuff in the, that's like so obvious. Yeah, like anybody in the world would say it. Like if you, I don't know if you've ever been in this type of position in your life, but I have. Where you just kind of call a spade a spade, and you say you say what's going on, no matter how, because there's certain social norms and acceptable behavior. But sometimes you just got to defend yourself. Sometimes it's like your back's against the wall, and you're going to speak the truth. And that was a realistic thing that a husband would do. He showed up at her house. He's like, "You got to leave." And he's like, "Kith, where are you, Kith?" Yep. And he, you know, he that was again so well done, well acted out, well written. The dialogue was beautiful. Um, it doesn't help that he gives. I mean. It doesn't help that he gives the same BS excuses that everyone's ever given, right? Like, I was gonna tell you, uh, yada yada yada. Like, it, it didn't help that Jerry it just Jerry, made it more real. Jerry, for like, me. It made it more real. Yeah, Jerry prepared for the sob story that yeah, he's gonna come in here. He's gonna give you a sob story, and so yeah. she was. Jerry's a lawyer, man. Jerry's yeah. a lawyer, so she's gonna she she picks out people that that job is to pick people apart as a profession. So this emotionally charged guy is gonna lose no matter what. I think you know. I come, think what's also crazy is that Kith sits on the other side of Jerry at brunch and says, "I will not be your pawn." And look. Look what happened, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, no matter how much you try to get out of the web, that is, you know, Jerry Hogarth, uh, she will, she will wrangle you in. Uh, yeah. She, she will definitely wrangle you in. Um, let's talk about Rachel Taylor so as as Patricia Walker, aka Patsy, aka Hellcat, aka mm -hmm. uh, Through Hell or High Walker, which <laughs> I like, I like to call it. Um, man. Man, 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 man. Uh, okay, so after killing uh, Jessica Jones' mother, Trish discovers her, that she has those enhanced abilities because she got all um, drugged up with Dr. Carl. Remember, they put all those needles in her back. Um, yeah, I wasn't happy about that. I don't even know what that did, and I don't even know, you know, like, okay. But she has, she, she's a super, as they're calling her in, in the show. Um mm -hmm. Believing that she will be a better hero than Jones, Trish undergoes extensive physical training to become a vigilante. She spots Jones on the street and tries to call her, but Jones hangs up. Trish manages to catch a cell phone thief, but he and the victim recognize her, convincing her to adopt a disguise. I thought that was hilarious. 
Like that was Apache. smart. That was so smart. <laughs> but people talk all the time about this. Like Bruce Wayne, like you would recognize Bruce Wayne the same way you would recognize yeah. Donald Trump, like a, a world-known <laughs> billionaire. You would know that guy. Tony Stark. So, Tony Stark. Yeah. So if yeah, so Tony's just I am Iron Man. But if you yeah. have that level of, of of if you have that high of a profile, you gotta be wearing a suit, something because they'll just it, you can't be wearing one of those like domino masks like Robin. Like they would they would totally <laughs> know you. They totally. Uh, understand who you are. How do you feel about the the um, ever so prevalent now in in superhero media costume montage for Hellcat? Yeah, I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> I loved it because her her costume is ass, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, she looks. It you looks talking about her like... comic costume or the comic the costume they sent? No, no. I, I, honestly, both. But in the show, it made more sense because uh, it's realistic for what she's trying to do. Yes. Um, you know what I mean? She's kind of figuring it out on the go she and i love that they kind of shouted out that you know if you've seen what her costume looks like in the comics in 2019 people are not going to eat that up I, yeah. I, even if they put that in a movie i can't see them getting away with it and i love that you know and i love what they it, it was a kind of a callback to season one when they kind of showed jessica jones dressing up in the jewel outfit because that's what you know when she's jewel when she's trying yeah. to be a goody goody superhero when she's trying to fly or whatever mm-hmm. um but i you know she she wears a particular costume with white or whatever. And, and then Jessica wears it in season one in, in a flashback. But this, this season, uh, when she goes, has the whole montage, it was great because it, it was a nice little callback. I like when they do things like that, that are callback to the comics or the source material. It's, uh, Marvel does that better than anybody because they don't make obvious Easter eggs. You kind of got to, it's either, you know, or you don't know. I think but she it makes puts sense. on the outfit and says like, hell no, or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Luke, and like how Luke Cage did it. Yeah. Remember when, when Luke Cage, uh, he had the, had the, the tiara thing on his head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, I look like a runaway slave. But um, yeah. I, I also <laughs> okay. think they try to they try to put in like an OG Catwoman kind of a montage in there. There's like a purple and green getup that was very similar to like one of the first appearances of Catwoman. So I think they were just doing the cat stuff. Okay, I can see that. I see that. Um, I see she, that. Okay. She later just decides on a like beanie and scarf uh, dealie. But she's always wearing the colors of Hellcat, which is like a mustard yellow and a navy blue. That was awesome. I like that because that's cool. That's fantastic. Uh, it was really funny that she had the mask and the beanie because uh, my girlfriend wears that when it's cold <laughs> outside, and, and you yeah. know. And I was just like, okay. I mean, look, if you're trying, if, if you're looking okay, mainly when she beats up people and she just spies on them, right? That's her main thing. It makes sense. The outfit makes sense. Yeah. So realistic- around the corner for those who want to cosplay. Yeah, the, if, you're, if you're on a budget, <laughs> do the Trish so, Walker, do the Patsy. Yeah, yeah, dude, that's that's so funny. Um, <laughs> she she freaking she gets caught and gets sued. I I yeah. remember I remember because uh, I know um, you like to take care of your body, and when I was uh, a little bit more of a gym nut, how infuriating it is to have somebody constantly trying to talk to you in between reps, especially if you're in mm-hmm. the zone, and they're doing this to Patsy. They're like, you're Patsy, right? But you're Patsy, right? You're like, you're Trish Walker, right? And she's like, what? And she's like, you're being sued. <laughs> like, you, you, you've been served. And that like, was oh, awesome. Okay, yeah, that makes that, sense. She was just trying was to awesome. make sure that that was her before she gave her the legal documents. And because she is sued, she has to, sell, like, they said they sell her apartment. She moves somewhere, uh, which they kept calling it a dump, but it seemed kind of legit, like, for a New York Squanky, well, we're from you know. New York. We're we're from New York. Every, like people in Idaho watching it are like, "Wow, that's a dump! What a downgrade!" Because she's dropped life of luxury. Yeah. You and me being from New York, are like, 
Oh, look how sweet she says. <laughs> I can put a couch you know? in there, a mini fridge. Yeah. Like we start, yeah. you start playing, and she yeah. has a whole CrossFit section. Like she can put other furniture, mm-hmm. and she has a whole CrossFit section. Um, I like that they did that. That she was like, she was, she was a health nut. Yeah. yeah. And in real life too, she's dropped a lot of weight since season one. Yes. I, I kept saying that uh, when I was watching the show. I was like, she's cut a lot of weight. I also wonder she, if that's supposed to help in the like the deranged or or obsessive, yeah. desperate. Uh, traits that Patsy shows. I wonder if the 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 loss in weight shows that she may not be all there. Um, and who knows? Like, no one's thought about like the psychological side effects of not only the nuke stuff that she was inhaling every five minutes, but what, what Dr. Carl did. All of that compounded with what happened in this show might give you the cocktail that becomes Hellcat as we get her at the end of this. But well, Jessica said it best, in my opinion, man. Um, I'm sorry to cut uh, you off. I just you, want to. Wait, wait, before you say it, you believe it, bro? Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, Jessica said ahead. it. Go ahead. Go well, ahead. I'm talking about the last episode. Yeah, I, yeah. I, 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 no, that's exactly. Okay, what no, I'm no, no. About. Okay, cool. Was that what you were about to say? Because no, no, no I'm gonna let you, you say. It. I'm gonna let you say it. When she was like, you, her mom instilled it in her mind. You know what I mean? Like she, I, I'm trying to remember the quote, and honestly, I oh, I, I got you on that. Don't worry about that. All right, go ahead. Um, Go for it. So I wrote this down because I felt like it was so damn powerful. So we have a flashback to young Trish and, and Dorothy Walker. And we see a couple flashbacks where she's like, uh, you know, wear the red hair because everyone's going to be blonde. And you got to be better at this. And don't worry about the what's in the parentheses and all this other kind of stuff. But anyway, she basically coaches young Trish to um, not only uh, get a role on a show, but to get the lead role even though the, the lead girl I think the lead the lead actress was just like sick that day yeah and so she yep. she just like oh I'll read her lines like she shoved yeah. her daughter in into the role and her daughter won over everybody and so yeah. young Trish goes what are they talking about and Dorothy goes they're, ta- they're gonna offer us the lead and she goes no way I did it and Dorothy goes shh act like a goddamn adult you're number one in the call mm-hmm. sheet now you have to lead by example and she goes how yeah. And she goes, you help the other actors. You let them know that you notice if they're unprepared. You set the tone and you land the jokes. And then things started to get a little bit, not sinister, but the weight of these next words were like, why would you tell that to a child? But she goes, a hundred people could have jobs on this show for years, but they only feed their families (laughs) if you do your job perfectly every day. Yeah, (laughs) that's a lot of pressure to put on a kid. That's heavy it makes you feel like, did Trish ever even have a chance? You know? Because look at the things that are being instilled in her as a child. Yeah. And she goes, um, right when she says that, young Trish, you know, wholeheartedly, and I agree with her, goes, I just wanted to play the part. I, di- I didn't know. It, it sounds hard. And Dorothy goes, well, it is hard. But there's no backing out now. You owe this. Oh, Pats, I understand how this is daunting. But if you don't do it, you are being selfish. And young Trish goes, because I owe you? And she goes, no. (laughs) You don't owe me, baby girl. You owe the world. It gave you a gift. You have to give it back. And I was like, wow. That is heavy. That is some heavy stuff to tell your very, very young, impressionable daughter. Because it's to say that everything that you are grateful for in life, you have to give back. Which, there, there is something sweet in there. Like, there's, there's a nice way to put that. But the way she put it was more of a burden. Like, you have to. You understand? People will yeah. be looking to you to constantly sacrifice what you have for more. Because 
you're you're always in debt for your existence. Yeah, you owe the parallels. The, the parallels for, between for Jessica and here. and Trish, yeah. because the their mothers put two different burdens on them. Exactly. Yes, and yeah. and because of that, that puts them on a collision course with with each other. Because in Trish's mind, Jessica is is uh like. Throwing away her almost gifts. a waste. Yeah, yes, almost wasting it. Yeah. Um, she, and then she, there's she says some things that are, that may not have been too nice, but some of them land, which are like you never trained for this, and you don't train. Like you never try to get better. You never, and it's 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 the truth. There was a level. There was a level of dedication on the side of of Patsy, but maybe Trish. it was desperation, you know, as well. Um, but how do you feel overcompensating? Maybe how do you feel about those, maybe. Maybe about those criticisms? Say that uh, that uh Trish lobby towards Jessica all the ones about being a hero not needing a hero and obviously we saw things from her perspective like we were just talking about about her coming into her own and realizing this is something that she wants to do but how did you feel about her I- I'm guessing getting off her chest what she always wanted to to her sister okay so off the jump it screamed insecurity to me me being a Jessica Jones fan I'm like 100% Jessica Jones uh, you defended but, her yeah I got fans. yeah yeah so but you have to you have to warrant merit where there where there is some sub- substantial truth she if, if it stings that means there's some level of truth to it and it stung and it got to Jessica because she doesn't train and she kind of just relies on her super strength because if she, anytime she had to go hand to hand with somebody that was actually strong she got her ass kicked that's just we got to put it out there. Even you know, to Jessica, like Jessica like one armed her. Like Jessica was mm-hmm. like, "Get out of yeah. here!" <laughs> like, yeah, she her punched like her, knocked her out. Yeah, man. exactly. So Jessica, it, I mean, I guess again, being a fan is like, oh, what the hell, you know? Because she's right. So you almost kind of want to see Jessica do it uh, and, and prove her wrong, but obviously it didn't happen because it's not in her nature. She's not, and she's not. She doesn't drink kale. Like uh, like Trish does, <laughs> yeah. and she doesn't do backflips and, and use her agility. She jumps when she has to. She doesn't even try to fly. Yeah. Like in the comics, I know there's a thing. I, I think it was actually in season one when she was like, "Can you fly?" She goes, "I don't know. I don't know. I never tried." Because yeah. she just jumps. You know, she's almost like afraid. Yeah, and it makes sense for her character because she is afraid. Being getting stabbed t- took her back to being a vulnerable victim, and she said, "I'm not the victim. I'm not a victim," because she doesn't want to feel like a victim anymore to the you point know, that she, she gets up three... several times from her hospital bed against doctor's yeah. orders um and has to sign a release form because they're like uh if you die out there <laughs> it's because you wanted to leave um yeah. and we see that stubbornness and th- that's something on, on both of these you know they they were raised i mean sorry they were born from different mothers but that stubbornness and that that need to prove themselves in different aspects uh shines through for both of them um and we i think I think the first kind of like inkling that something might be up is when Patsy just randomly sleeps with that trainer. Yeah. She has like this insatiable appetite for the most, right? For extra. Yeah. <laughs> like she just. But, she's always, she's, but she does that like every season. She slept with Nuke. Yeah. For whatever reason. Malcolm. And she slept with Malcolm. My boy, Malcolm. Whatever now, reason. How you feel about Jessica is how I feel about Malcolm. Marco's my boy. So I, I'm i like, why he keep getting screwed? At one point in the show, he gets punched by a pimp. And I'm like, he didn't even do nothing. Like, what's, what's going on? My boy, Malcolm. Oh, we'll get it. Malcolm, oh, Malcolm is a great character, man. I'm, I, I, You got to admit that. Like, you want to talk about full character great... growth, right? From, from yeah. uh, you know, drug addict. A victim. And victim. 
uh, completely unreliable, right? Like you used to just find them passed out in the, in the hallway or whatever. Like completely yeah. unreliable to the person that people call to get stuff done. To the person that Jerry, that Jerry, for something to in her personal life calls to get stuff done. Full, uh, full circle there. And he actually becomes Malcolm in the middle because he sits right in between uh, this war that's going on between Jerry and uh, Jessica once Jerry agrees to... Um, once it is realized that the person who actually stabbed Jessica is Eric, oh, sorry, Gregory Salinger, and um, for PR, for press, Jerry's going to defend him. Yeah, that, that was, uh, that was again, that was good writing. And I remember sitting there going, what the fuck? But it made sense <laughs> yeah, because yeah. because everything, like they, they give you, everything is established. You know who does what, who, who who's capable of what. And the way that they organically, almost realistically, force these characters to interact, like you know, when you, like you mentioned before, Trish getting served, so now she has to go to Hogarth. It's the only lawyer she knows. She doesn't know Matt Murdock, yep. you know. And as far as depending on when the timeline um, unfolds, Matt Murdock could still be presumed dead. You know, yep. we don't know. Or in church. So, <laughs> yeah, in church, yeah, you know, he's still blowing the blood out of his nose. Um, yeah, that was a crazy scene. <laughs> that, was my, that stuck so out good. to me so much. So I wanted to just say this because you, you, when you touched on it, they, you see the inklings of them. They're going to collide. Me being so lost in the show, mm-hmm. I didn't even perceive because you don't expect them because they're supposed to be sisters and they're supposed to be. I didn't even expect them to end up going head to head. I thought they kind of clash like they always do. I didn't really see it because, again, they, they make when they, the way they shoot this series. By the way, I don't know if you noticed, Kristen Ritter, Jessica Jones. Yeah, she directed some of the episodes. Yeah, I, I noticed that yeah. she directed the episode after the first one, which is the first Trish Walker POV episode, which yeah. is brilliant, right? And the yeah. idea that she would be the one coaching this actress to give this portrayal mm-hmm. of desperation and of um mm-hmm. of just the the need to not only be a hero but be recognized as one, um, that's what informs the rest of this show. So she yeah. might have a, a a good hand in 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 doing this because. It's weird. I, I I'm on I'm on Trish's side for a lot of this, but not when it gets to extreme. You know, I I I, I see her point, and it it it's kind of the other side of the coin to the Daredevil Punisher conversation, right? Of like, you're a half mean, measure, or, or yeah, what do you mean? Exactly. No, the same thing. Like, okay, so you're gonna put Salinger in prison, and then what? What if he gets out? Or what if you can't nail him? What if there's not enough evidence? And they deal with that in this show. One of the things between this and Daredevil that constantly comes up and it makes me laugh because I don't think it's an intention is the idea that the system does not work. <laughs> they make it a point and those shows to be like, no matter if you're doing it all the way the right way, peop- bad people will use the loopholes to get out. And they always well, will. And it's like, Damn. Well, the kingpin, that's a kingpin, that's kingpin superpower. You yeah. know? is to get out of these things in this show it's more like um in my opinion at least trish was overcompensating so much to the point where she got she okay she she almost and i was gonna ask you this but i guess now is the best time would you feel like all right just looking at their actions not every other season just this season alone it's almost like trish is almost like a jessica jones wannabe she she does everything she does she you know she does the pi stuff where uh, I shouldn't say yeah, it's just like the spying and the stalking and the staking out. That's Jessica. We've seen do that. Jessica does that. Yeah. Right. And, and, and then she's using her powers to beat people up. Jessica does that. And she's going to put people away. Jessica does that. Um, she, uh, you're, she, you're making she, an interesting point. No, you're right. I, th- yes. I do think that she's, 
that I think that she went to her memory banks and thought mm-hmm. of like what would a hero do in this situation and only came no, up no, with no, Jessica. No, no, not even a hero. What would Jessica Yeah, Jessica, do? yeah. But she hit up Jessica to try to try to get help. And when she ended up deleting that email, I guess she just was like, I guess if I just follow in what I think that she would do, we'd get there. But you know what's funny about that parallel? Um, it Later on, um, there's two instances of Jessica Jones. One, her being interviewed. And mm-hmm. two, her outing Trish at the end, right? On, on mm-hmm. a video. Those are very Trish Walker things to do. Those were things that yeah. Trish did to, yeah, yeah, yeah. to Kilgrave, to the hand. Mm-hmm. Remember, she was like, and and who thinks that they can control the news? And they were like, yeah, you're fired. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> and so, like, she, that was her way of like, I'll release it into the world and let the world handle it because that's my yeah. heroic thing. I'm not the hero in this. Jessica's the hero. So I'll I'm do my afraid. power. Yeah, yeah I'll I'm do my afraid. power and I'll do it from here. And they their roles completely reversed there. Um, the reason why I liked uh, this rise and fall of Trish, you know, because um, eventually what ends up happening, Salinger becomes this person, this, this big bad. He's he's a serial killer. Um, he's, he's sadistic. He's... Um, he really doesn't he's have. He's human and proud. He's human and proud. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's special. a lot. Of, no, there is a lot of that. Um, criminal mastermind, serial killer, high levels of intelli- intelligence, violent tendencies. Um, he honestly believes it's his job to rid the world of the disingenuous and dishonest people, and even calling some people cheaters. He reminded me of the Family Guy character that goes, "You're a phony," and points at people. Yeah. And says, <laughs> says he points at you with a knife, though. That's yeah, what he that, does. That, yeah, yes, yes. Uh, and then. And then, Rebel, he forces each of his victims to admit their truth and photographs them while doing so. Admit that you are a fake. Admit that you are a fraud. Admit that you are powerless or, or, or you're not a hero. Um, and he ends up getting put in the path of Jessica Jones, like you said, when Eric blackmails him without knowing what he did. Eric just straight up, straight up writes notes to people and says, I know what you did. Pay up or I'm going to tell everybody. And never expected that somebody would trace that back and try to get him for it. And is trying to get him, stabs Jessica and creates this, this path now where Jessica is on the path of Jessica Jones. Because um, he, one of the things that he cannot fathom is how people found out about him. And Eric yeah. kind of just stumbled on it. But now he's like, wait, 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 wait. wait. How do y'all know? And so it becomes this game of like Jessica unearthing some truths and Salinger finding a way to muddle the details and Jessica finding more evidence and Salinger finding a way to disprove that evidence or get it actually destroyed. And so in the middle of this tug and war, Trish is just like, let's kill him. <laughs> let's just kill him. Let's, and what is it? Let's get him. Let's get the bad guy. And Je- uh, Jessica's like, you need to stop that. Like, you need to stop saying, let's get him. Like, you're, you're a scrappy dude. Like, you're the, you know. Yeah, because at the end of the day, she's inexperienced, she, you know. She's uh, very much that scrappy dude. Like, let me at him. Let me at him. She, Jessica's at that point, and this is maybe, maybe I'm looking too deep, so feel free to correct me. Jessica's at that point, great power comes great responsibility. She's at that point. She understands that, yes. you know. Yeah. Trish does not, because she, she hasn't been, she hasn't been through that yet. She's I, been through Trial tribulation as a human being, but not a power human being. I definitely you know? think that the uh, death of Reva, man, when you being used as a weapon, showed Jessica mm-hmm. that she can be a weapon. Whether she yeah. chooses to be one or somebody else chooses to put her in that position. And I don't think that's something that she ever wants to be. Whereas uh, Patsy always wanted to be capable. She always wanted yeah. to use her gifts to their full extent. Mostly because she was told that she had to. 
to prove her worth and prove her value as a living person, she had to constantly give back. And um, in the very same way that Jessica became kind of stubborn and um, uh, had the blinders on with her mother, Mm -hmm. um, I feel that sort of kind of, you know, Trish had that same way with Dorothy. And we saw Dorothy, like Dorothy got her a show on like uh, QVC, you know, the Home yeah. Shopping Network and, uh, you know, it's like, I, I like, started, to, like you were saying before, humanize her. And there's this moment where Jessica outs Patsy in front of her mother, mm-hmm. right? Pushes yeah. her out of a window and it's like, Great she's powers. like Wolverine. She has like Wolverine <laughs> tendencies. I love yeah. that stuff. That was awesome. She was like, yeah, your daughter's got powers. She's like, no, I don't, mom. Don't listen to her. She's like, yeah, watch. <laughs> she throws her out of a window. Um, And Patsy... I mean, and you would think that Dorothy would flip out about it, uh, Rebecca De, uh, De Mornay as Dorothy Walker, but she's like, oh, let's let's talk outfits, let's talk, and that was like kind of heartwarming she's... in a weird kind of way. Like the idea that Dorothy would be all in, like if this is what my daughter wants to do, this is what my daughter wants to do. Because at one point, Trish tells Well, her it's off. more like this is what my daughter is, you know, because oh, yeah, she, yeah. she, you, you're led to believe she just mooches her daughter for money. Yeah. But being a single mom, I think she's just very supportive of her daughter. Or she maybe she wasn't, maybe she didn't mooch her for the money. But now they show you that she her relationship with her daughter means more than anything, and she's willing to do anything to salvage it. And it's also I, the, yeah, I, it's also the idea that she always um, thought that her daughter could do great things, but didn't realize that she was pushing her daughter to do great things. And now that her daughter's actively coming out to her and telling her. Like I want to do great things. It's all like, well, I mean, it's not the, it's not QVC and it's not Trish talk and it's not it's Patsy. But if it's you are meant for great things, maybe this is the avenue that we're gonna go in. Um, yeah. And she didn't treat her like a freak like she did with Jessica. Yeah. You there's know? that um, moment. There's that moment of mom guilt. I think we've all felt mom guilt before, right? Where Trish tells yes. her mom off, and her mom's like, "Well, I was on your side once, wasn't I?" And I'm like, "Oh." <laughs> Dorothy. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, it was like it was like it was like it was nice. I had while your it back. Lasted, I had your thing. back. Yeah, I had your back for a little bit, didn't I? And yeah. I was like, yeah. you probably did, you sick <laughs> manipulative <Yeah>. woman. <laughs> and you yeah, and you feel bad for her. They, they they look again, I cannot stress how good the writing was. The the mother's performance, the mother's throwbacks, the way they made her look younger, everything was so good. Even the young the casting of the young uh, Patsy, yeah, awesome. What about um, I only love... green M and M's or whatever? And she's like, I don't even like M and M's. She's like, Yeah, but I do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she, the... she 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 was indulging a little bit on her daughter's success. Yes, you yes. know. Um, yeah. uh, one thing I wanted to say when you were talking about uh, there's you know them being superheroes. Uh, so uh, well, specifically talking about uh, Patsy getting superpowers. Yeah, can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. So uh, one thing that she had some of the best scenes, just action sequences. Her, her practicing, her getting thrown out the window, landing on her feet, her jumping out the window. Um, and then one of my favorite scenes was when she was in the art gallery and yeah. she went on the computer and then she did like the flips. <laughs> Over she the was couch. so cool. Over the yeah, couch. she was cool, man. And Jessica, was even, cool. even Jessica was like, huh, okay. Yeah. 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 Um, that, that was and, very Jessica, but Jessica is not as subtle as and, she is. And that's what's funny is that that, that episode from Trish's POV 
um, literally gave us the origin story we've seen a million times in superheroes where there's a sense of joy, there's a sense of excitement, there's a sense of discovery, there's a sense of, you know, uh, of caution, but also a constant, just like this, oh my God, I'm a hero kind of thing. We never got that with Jessica. Jessica never explored her powers to that level because she didn't want to come to the conclusion that with great power comes great responsibility. Once she uh, admitted to herself that she had these great powers, she would have to do something about them. Whereas Trish is all about it. She needs to confirm that she got them so that she can also then confirm that it is her job to do something about it. And once she confirms that in her mind, she basically is ready to let Jessica off, right? Like trade shifts. Like, yeah, yeah you, you can you go can now. retire now. Yeah, you can go yeah, now. You, you never go. wanted to do this anyway, which is kind of true. But it's, yeah. it's odd that now Jessica does want to do it. And Jessica is- has a lot of uh, lingering issues, man. I think Jessica didn't get to be a kid enough. I mean, they showed you that. She had that boyfriend that used her from to break into ATMs, you know? Yeah. Like, all those little... Jessica has a lot of issues, I mean, you know? And Jessica doesn't, Jessica doesn't confront those issues. Nope. Uh, you know? And uh, you're right. With a great power comes great responsibility. Yeah. Um, dr- Jessica is so busy running away from her problems. She just welcomes a bunch of new problems, yes. you know, and she drowns it all out. Like one she thing she I can really run love, faster than them or punch them to death, but she can't. Yeah, she can't, you know, and that, and that's like something that I said about Thor because Thor had that. Yeah. Cause definitely. when it came Thor, Thor could not, everything about Thor was he punched his way through it. And when he ran out of a hand, no, sorry, he swung his hammer through everything. When he lost his hammer, he was screwed. Then he had to find the power within him yeah. until he ran into Thanos and then he realized he couldn't punch his way because Thor doesn't do well in no-win situations. Right. Just like Jessica. She yep. didn't do no well. She didn't do well in a no-win situation at the end of season one. And she ended up killing Kilgar. She was gonna kill him or something's gonna happen to her to, to the her sister. Yes. Uh Pat. So Ironic, you know, right? Ironic yeah. that 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 comes all the way around in in a way. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, yeah, man. Where, I love it. I love she, it. She's the protector of Trish, and then Trish um you know, like I said, she was already getting frustrated with the idea that Hogarth was watching over Salinger. But it gets to a point where I started getting at least a little bit frustrated. It reminded me very much of season one where they kept catching Salinger but not catching Salinger. They kept having stuff on him but not having stuff on him. They went all the way to his house. They went all the way, you know. Um, uh, he plays Cat smart. and Mouth. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I liked it. It was very smart because it's not like they didn't have him dead to rights. It's that um trish overcompensated and she kind of cost them the investigation and it, sh- it showed you the trickle down effect like it screwed yes. up the cop he got suspended he yep. messed up with his adoption like he has a life too and it screwed up um things for him it, it they had to throw away the case it was a great uh it was really good writing and then to the point where they had to chain up trish and yeah, then they got yeah. the job done i actually forgot you that know? i was looking through some of the series today and i was like oh yeah they chained their ass up because yeah. salinger uh, as he's known in the in the comics, uh, his his comic book name is Fool Killer, and so Fool Killer's mm-hmm. whole thing is I think he has like a purity gun or something like that, where he um he kills people that he deems are fools the same way that it is here, and so he has chosen his next fool, and it is Dorothy Walker, and so they walk in and they see um Dorothy Walker dying, basically dead on the floor. Oh my uh, god! I couldn't believe they did that. that. How did you? Feel I about couldn't believe that they did that thing there. So they did such a good job of making you care about the mom, making yeah. the mom have some redeeming qualities, and then they took her away. I couldn't believe they did it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God. That Holy was, shit. That was the, the straw that breaks the camel's back. That was the um, 
flame to the gasoline and Trish is now bloodthirsty. Trish wants yeah. blood. Trish thinks that Eric Salinger deserves to, to die. Um, this is not the first time that she's felt this way. Uh, and just, this is not the first time Jessica's had to convince her otherwise. Um, yeah, that's true. And so, Very true. And so we're put back in this position again where it is to Jessica, I mean, sorry, to Trish, very black and white, very much like Frank, very black and white of like, they kill people, they should die. If you hurt people, you should be hurt because you need to be told that that's not something that you should be able to do again. And Jessica, like I said again with the whole Garth conversation, knows the permanence of death. Knows you can't take yeah. that back, and knows that when you kill that person, you ultimately releasing them. They're they're gone. You have to hold on to what you've done for the rest of your life now. Yeah, and, and she um, knows it's not easy. And it's not. And she doesn't and want her to live with that. Not worth it. In most cases, not worth yeah. it. Like give them to the cops. Let them go through the legal system. Whatever. At one point, um, they get uh Jessica gets Salinger dead to rights because he admits to killing uh Dorothy on camera, and so. He does go to jail, and they have him. He's going to jail, but they um they show Trish like, oh yeah, he's going to jail, and Trish is like, but I'm still so angry. And Jessica goes yeah. like, well, you're gonna have to kind of try to live with it or whatever. And she goes, I don't know if I can. And Jessica goes, most people can't. They either end up in jail or dead. And yeah. it's and it's this idea of that justice versus vengeance thing. Can you stop yourself short of vengeance and achieve justice? If somebody were to mug you on the street and then you see that person, would you just call the cops or would you beat the hell out of them as well? You know what I'm saying? Like at what point yeah. is it equal? Um, is your is your is your judgment equal? And again, who makes you judge, jury, and executioner? And um what I found, and, and, of, and because you have powers, does it give you the right? Exactly, and, it, and that's that power responsibility. Like Trish, thing. Yeah, that's the other side yeah, of that and, power and I feel responsibility like, thing. Yeah, and I feel like for Trish, because she has powers, it gives her the right, and yeah. it also everything her mother's instilled in her. Oh, you owe the world. Oh, this this is what you got to give them, you know. And uh, the poor girl, you know, because now I got again, I was rooting for her, but then there's moments where it's like, yeah, you're screwing shit up. Okay, then she redeems herself. Okay, justice for your mother, and now she's losing it again. And there you was know, something that her mother said. It was like, all I never want to hear something excuses from you. All I want to hear is, I got this or I have this. Or yeah. I can handle and that's this. That's all she said. Like I can handle that's this or said. something like that. And so yeah. she's always trying to sh sh uh, shoulder that responsibility and shoulder all of that there. And um, what I find ironic is um, she refers to herself as Jessica's moral compass. And so when Jessica is, and Jessica and Trish are not necessarily talking, um, what I find interesting is that I think that both of these women, maybe not intentionally, end up using Eric as a literal compass. They use him yeah. as a literal, because neither one can decide. And neither one mm -hmm. wants to be guilty of that decision. Because if yes. they're wrong, then, yes. then they've just yes, killed a semi-innocent man or a semi-guilty man. And so yeah. they literally bring this metal detector, or as I think they call it, asshole detector, um, yeah. around. Uh, Eric, who's able to detect the um, evil, even though he can't specifically mm -hmm. figure out what the crime—the negative is. tendencies of the individual, the corrupt tendencies, yeah, whatever you want to call it. I love, yeah. I love that what they do with this character, by the way. And it was a really good. It was something I was trying to say to you before. Um, Jessica, like I said, she invites negative shit into her life because she's so busy running away, and and, and you know whatever. Worst comes to worst, I'll punch my way through it. Eric, 
and I have the I'm a sucker for this because I get involved I get lost in TV shows. I want to be in it. I want I want to be in the show. I don't think I mean it's very rare that I'll start picking things apart. But yeah. you know if the show sucks or something. But I like to be engulfed in it. I, I'm in it. Take me on this journey. You know, take me. Uh, I, you know I, I have experience behind the camera, so I like to be lost in things. I don't like looking at it from a technical standpoint. I'm watching something to enjoy it. I'm going to enjoy it. And I'm a sucker. I'm a sucker because if a character is charming, no matter how negative they are. I'll get lost in the charm. And Eric was a charming character, but yeah. they keep reminding you that he's not a good guy either. I, you know? I kept reminding myself because I felt like I was Jessica. Like, I'm not going to let you yeah. just charm your way back into my kitchen and make me another burger. Like you, cause yeah. think about it. And it's not his fault. I get, I mean, I, it is his fault, but I guess you can see, um, the, the, the light at the end of the tunnel, but ultimately he was using his powers for financial gain. He was using his powers mm-hmm. Uh, to blackmail people and then take money from them. He wasn't necessarily doing anything about the bad things that those people were doing or anything to them, which was something that Jessica brought up because when they find that uh, child pornographer, I would call him. Oh, that was that was a good that that was nasty, but it was like yeah, that was a good scene. That, that was good. Punish, Jessica, that happens Jessica in knew too, though. Frank finds oh, one. Yeah, it, it, does not, it does not go well. <laughs> it does not go well, and so. Um, it's that idea. They missed of like, an opportunity, man. They but, missed an opportunity to to, re- to reference like, oh, hey, when my partner got burned out last week. Come on, this is yeah. all I got left, or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that's why that's what I find funny is that you think that you are, um, chill, right? You think you're chill, mm-hmm. and that you can decide what's right and wrong without any bias, and then you see mm-hmm. wrong, right? And mm-hmm. then that puts you in an odd position because y- you do get reactive. If mm-hmm. you were to see somebody kick a dog, you get reactive. Mm-hmm. You understand? You yep. just react. And it doesn't matter how much thinking or how much training or how much of anything else that you have, your first uh, you know, inclination is to react. And so Jessica, not even knowing what to do with this guy, just locks him in a closet and calls the cops. Like she doesn't know <laughs> what what due process is is gonna happen or what's gonna she doesn't even see it through, but just knows that she cannot leave and have him be around like that. Yeah. And that's that idea of, you know, bad guys have to serve something. They have they deserve to serve something. And so it's weird because it's Fool Killer. It's Salinger that purports to expose both Trish and Jessica. He's trying to do his best to show that Jessica's not a hero and try to show that um, that black and white idea of heroism is going to corrupt Patsy. Because he knows Patsy's coming from. He calls mm-hmm. Jessica up like, "You are you coming?" Like, you know, like. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I think he, I think he wanted to break Jessica, and he ended up breaking Patsy. Okay. Because he, he I, I, I think that I, I felt like I felt like that's what he because I remember she showed up. He's like, I, I'll, I remember that scene where she, where, he, where basically the photograph gets taken, she stabs him or whatever. Yeah. And he almost dies. He was like, "Who the hell are you?" Or "Why are you here?" And he, he was expecting Jessica. He yeah. wasn't expecting. Because Jessica, throughout the season, and she has the most growth in this season, everything pays off. You're right, she's reactive. She puts the guy in the closet. But as the show goes on, she becomes less and less reactive because she's seeing how being reactive is kick. She's kicking her own ass. Yeah. You know, she beats. She she wrestles the Salinger. She embarrasses what? him. Like, he's reactive. What? He's like, reactive. That yeah. To, that does nothing yeah. for either of them. To make herself feel better. Yeah, All it, it did was let him know that she was onto him, which was the worst thing you want to do to a serial killer, because then he covers his tracks. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. And, and, and she gets smarter. And then in the parallel, it, you know, to someone that's on a, on, a, on a similar, well, a potential hero's journey, 
uh, or what she considers a hero's journey. Every time she does, she overcompensates. She, that's her thing. That's she, because she feels like she has to live up to something. She constantly overcompensates. She screws up the investigation. Every time she fights somebody, she ends up killing someone. Yeah. What, what, to save what do you think Eric, was up with killed. that? What do you think was up with Is that she, a lack of restraint, a lack of training, or her just literally seeing red and getting lost in all of it? Uh, I think in the beginning it was a lack of training, and then to the point where she's kind of like, how many times can you do something become like before you become numb to it? You know, yeah, that's true. and it doesn't even have the same toll on you. Then, then she started seeing red, and but at that point, you know, like everybody had a point where they're so angry where they feel like in the moment of anger, everything they did is justified, and only if you talk to somebody that you truly can confide in, that you trust the opinion of, that you're that you can be honest with, you can be your true self with, and they tell you what's up, and you can see it objectively, like yeah, no, I'm wrong. You know, and uh, if, if Jessica calmly told her, no, you went too far instead of Jessica telling it to her straight. And I feel like if she wasn't so emotional about her mother's death. Maybe she would have took took it a little bit more seriously. Yeah. Um, uh, but she didn't have Jessica. She was she was she was rolling around with uh, with Eric. Yeah. You know, killing these dudes, beating them to death. And um, what about that? That that moment? Um, I think it's with Trish and her mother where early on where Trish's, where Trish's mother's like, where have you been? Where are you? Like, what's going on with you? Yada, yada, yada. And Trish, I want to say genuinely breaks down and goes, I am so alone. Like, I am just so alone. Like, there's n- no one that's going to understand what I'm going through. No one to talk to. None of that stuff. And I felt that. Jessica wasn't in her life at that point, right? Just yeah, like Jessica no. cut her out. She yeah, wasn't. Yeah. And even when she reached out to Jessica, when they were in contact, Jessica was not trying to hear anything she was trying to say. There was no point yeah. where she was that she patted Patsy on the head and was like good superheroing, which honestly mm-hmm. I think if she would have would have <laughs> calmed a lot of this down, you know, if yeah. she was a little bit more gung ho. But again, um, it's it's uh, Jessica who says to Patsy like, you don't even know the stakes of what you're talking about. You don't even know the stakes of of all that you're trying to accomplish here. You don't realize what's mm-hmm. on the line. And then when Dorothy dies and Salinger gets away, it's when uh, that gets turned back around on her, and Trish tells her, "Like, don't you ever tell me about stakes. Like, yeah. look what look what's willing to happen." And so that puts them on a collision course when um, Hogarth uh, decides to try to go get Salinger um, or visit Salinger in prison, and she Trish kills him. Trish, well, after murdering, after taking Salinger, um, um, sorry, Eric around and murdering some, doing some test murders. <laughs> around uh, New York, um, but but only bad guys, Abe. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Only bad guys. Yeah. Only the only the only the bad ones. That's it. Do you think? Do you think Jessica knew what Trish is capable of? I mean, look, you have siblings. I have siblings. We we know what our siblings are capable of. Yeah. You know. So could you imagine that she? Maybe that's why she never gave her that pat on the back. You know. I don't. I don't know if you know. You know what's funny? I don't think. I don't think Jessica knows how broken Trish really is. And yeah, I know that sounds yeah. tragic. So no, it's true though. You're right. I don't That's think, a I don't think that she knows. I I think that the the put together nature of her annoys Jessica because Jessica is not that, and so Jessica then assumes that everything else is well put together. That there's no need for um, yeah. It's almost like Hogarth. Like Hogarth, they they uh, Kith goes like you. I I'm I never met. I, you know, I've never met somebody who gotten everything that they've ever wanted. And Jerry mm-hmm. looks at her like, I obviously don't. Like, you know, like I'm dying and I want you. And it's the same mm-hmm. thing with Patsy, where it's like, uh, um, last season, Jessica told Patsy, you're lucky that you have a mom, even if she was shitty, because I didn't. Uh-huh. 
And I don't know if that's yeah. I don't know if that's genuine. I don't know if you shouldn't feel lucky that you have a, a a a parent if they treat you like crap. And and the idea that you would have to then put that gratitude in your mind, like you know what I'm saying, like mm-hmm. that person that you characterize as toxic in your life, someone you love just mm-hmm. told you that you're supposed to be grateful for them. Like so, I feel like mm-hmm. Patsy's whole whole purpose is skewed, and um, Jessica just sees it as her trying to be another Jessica when Patsy's just really trying to find Patsy. Like, Trish is really just trying to find what she is because she's been... And you know what sucks the most? Between Trish talk and segments of her weird uh, shopping center show, she helped people with advice. She genuinely helped people feel better about themselves, feel more, you know, uh, gung-ho. She was an advice person. And that's where she thrived. And then she tried to put action to that. And that's where everything ended up uh, falling short. And you... I was kind of on her side when she killed Salinger because at that point I was over him. And I understand how slippery of a slope that is, but mm-hmm. I never had my mom killed, you know, knock on wood. So yeah, they, you know, yeah. that's a whole nother, okay. that's a whole nother thing there. So, so I want, I want to touch on the first point you made. You were like, uh, you know, should she be happy? Uh, you know, should she be grateful? Jessica lost her parents at a vital point in a young woman's life. So yeah. in that regard, she lost them, but then she kind of got them back, which is, you know, can you, you got to imagine I got my mom back. Yeah. My mom, no matter what, you're going to see the, you're, you're going to, you're going to want to see the good in them. And before she could truly judge her for her negative actions or try to save her by putting her in, back in jail or whatever her end game was, it was taken away from her. The decision was taken away from her. She didn't get to make a decision. It was made for her. Yeah. So I feel like from her perspective, she goes, well, at least you got a mom. You know, yeah. Because uh, and, and she's saying it's the person that killed her mom. You know, it's different if she said it to like, uh, you know, Matt Murdock or something. But it's 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 not to the person that killed her mom and the person that she's supposed to be closest to in the whole world. How do you um, feel about? How do you feel about? I'm sorry, I killed your mom, and I'm sorry. <laughs> what was she said back? She, said, she was like, "I'm sorry, I felt like you had to, or maybe you yeah, did the right thing." Or like, basically, they yeah. they were reconciling, and it was great because they didn't just do it. it took like five episodes. That was good stuff, man. Or yeah. four episodes, regardless, it was organic. It it didn't look like okay because they're supposed to do this, so they're gonna do this. No, it was like they went through all this together. They're forced to be around each other, and I've been in situations in my life where I've had some weird falling outs or had collisions with people. But then you spend, you know, you spend time apart and then you're, you're forced fucked into a situation where you got to be around each other. And you're like, you know, and this is just who I am as a person. Maybe that's why I like it so much. It's like everybody has redeeming qualities. Yeah. So. Can't just flush everybody down the toilet. You can't. You can't. I was going to awesome. ask you, um, when it comes to uh, Trish and, and Jessica, when it comes to this whole like. Uh, sisterly love and stuff. Uh, you had said like, could I see somebody, um, uh, especially like one of my siblings, uh, you know, do this? Would or would I have I, I seen it in them prior to them doing it? And I do think that Jessica being blind to that hurt um, did mask that. And I think that everything that Trish does after that, um, mm-hmm. Jessica has the the pain. That it sucks what she did, but also has the pain that that's the Patsy that did it. Like, you understand? Like, I never mm-hmm. realized that she was that deep, that in deep or that that vindicated. But do you feel that because they're siblings, right? And Dorothy mm-hmm. was killed. 
do you feel that um, Trish believes that Jessica is um, almost not honoring Dorothy's memory by not killing Salinger? Like, does that become a thing of more like, wow, if you're not going to defend our mom, then I'm going to go defend my mom. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I don't even think she cared anymore. I think she was so jaded and she was so... Uh, at this point, she just didn't. Like, she, again, she was so emotional. She was so reactive. She didn't mm-hmm. care what Jessica does. She didn't care. She's yeah. gonna go do it. She's gonna do what she has to do. Yeah. And it wasn't like she she was, and to the point where she became vindictive and she sat there and she planned it out and she grabbed, you know, she guilted that guy to come help her out and then she guilted him again because yeah. she screwed up, and to save Jessica, you know, you, we got to do this. Yeah, because and, early on they're like, oh. We'll just get um Eric to testify, and he, we can get homeboy on kidnapping charges. But Eric, uh, having that power of sensing bad stuff, actually physically hurts him. And so the idea of him going to prison would probably kill him because of all the murderers and stuff in there. And so he chooses to just flee. Uh, he tries to take his sister with him, but his sister's too busy blowing Malcolm. That's a whole other thing. I don't know what the hell that was about. Um, that was brilliant too. I loved it. That uh, was so brilliant. That was because, of course, it's gonna fuck with him. Yeah, <laughs> of course yeah, it is. Yeah, and so um, I do think in that moment, Trish felt like Jessica kind of betrayed her. Like you picked this guy and his feelings, or his actual like he might actually die. Oh, okay. Over over our mom, like. Like, well, she called her. She called him a pussy. Then she punched yeah, him, didn't yeah, she? Or yeah, yeah she called and then, him. And then she left. And then that's when he came back. And he was like, "Hey, whatever." And they, they, that's when she was. He was trying to make good on that by helping Patsy mm-hmm. find the other people to go beat up. Because yeah. that, oh, that's another thing we probably forgot. We probably should have mentioned early on. Patsy steals a bunch of filed folders from Hogarth and, and Associates and uses yeah. that as some sort of weird like Batman crime blotter to find yeah. all the people that she wants to beat up. And so yeah. that that's where a lot of this comes from is this idea that she feels like she got the whole vigilante thing down. Uh, she just needs the leads. And so yes. Eric would be the person to give her those leads. And then she accidentally kills a guy named Montero, I believe. Yeah. Um, and that's when it all goes off the rails. But Hogarth finds out that that it, it is Trish and decides that was to well enlist done. her help. So well done. So she, well done. She decides man. to enlist her help. Um mm-hmm. And get her to uh, uh, help um, is the word I'm going to use because I don't think she ever said it, any word in particular. Help with a uh, Dimitri Patseris, which is somebody who's trying to um, sue Kith and the foundation for all the scandal that, that uh, Peter had brought on. So to help the love of her life, she's willing to sick this, <laughs> this Hellcat on, on, a, on, a, on a, the regular man. I mean, she's, he's probably a bad guy, but no more bad than everybody else. Um, yeah. I think it's crazy that at several points to continue her rage, Patsy has to ask like he's bad, right? Or mm-hmm. he's really bad, right? <laughs> like she needs yeah, to just she, that justification. She needs, she's justified, yeah. That she justification that is is amazing. And once, um, I think it was uh, completely heartbreaking because Eric ends up giving that justification to Jessica about Trish, right? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. you ain't got to worry wow. about it. She's bad. Like she's she is, and then like makes her touch him, so he starts to cry blood and stuff. Like it got kind of crazy, man. Because you know crazy. when it's she she. All right, so it's like this is what you are. Let's take Batman for example, right? More this Batman doesn't do this, but Batman will do this, this, and this. Right? I hate to use another character, but 
All right. Oh, let's take anybody from anywhere. This is what this person is capable of. But you put them in position, or you or or circumstances have occurred, or or they're in the these situations have occurred, and they still have to go on with their their unordinary lives. You know, she's living a different type. Like she's not returning library books on Tuesday. She's going out and beating the shit out of people, right? And she's thinking she's doing the right thing. Mother dies. Mother dies. The circumstance surrounding her mother's death. How lonely she feels. How alone she feels. The guilt she feels. Um, because she kind of indirectly caused it because she's so inexperienced and she was overcompensating and 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 she doesn't have any real help. And now she's screwing up stuff for Jessica. And now she's put herself in this blackmail position with with Hogarth. And now she has to skip the country. And Jessica's going to stop her no matter what. And you know all these different yeah. things are happening. And you know she she this all of this happened because she slowly started to loosen her grip to the uh, point where she's loose. Yeah. yeah, and she unraveled. And a person and Jessica says this about her in the or one of the first two episodes. I think it's the first episode. She goes, "Trish sees the world in black and white." For a person that saw the world in black and white, she's operating in gray. Yeah, and because she. She needs to. She knows she's in the black, but she just mm-hmm. keeps trying to add white, <laughs> pink yeah. to 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 make it seem lighter. But she, you're in the black, and I knew the I knew she was off so the rails. Real. Yeah, I knew she was off the rails. Like the the moment that was like, come on, Trish, is when Eric does that. When Eric's like, yeah, she's she's fuck, she's freaking evil, you know, and she Ooh. goes. Him? You're gonna believe him? And I'm like, Trish, you use that same logic to kill a man. Yes. Oh my God, bro. You use that bro. same you're, you're logic there. to kill you're a there. man. But but now now it's hocus pocus. Now it's all fake. You know what, Trish? Yeah, yeah man. It's time. It's time. Yeah. It's time, girl. You you gotta go. And you had that heartbreaking scene of Jessica. Like, you have to go to prison. Like, you have to go to. How did you? Because feel she about can't kill her. She like, can't kill her. She uh, couldn't do it. No, she couldn't. And what's funny is. Patsy could probably kill Patsy, given her logic of things, right? Because that's how she killed yeah. Jessica Jones' mom. It was like, it don't matter how good this woman's doing, she killed a uh-huh. bunch of people, and so she deserves to die. Oh, wow. I didn't even, wow, that's and, some parallels right there. I didn't even think about that. And yeah, so, so Jessica can't prove Trish right. She can't say that people are just able to be thrown away because they've done... I mean, there was a lot of bad things, but because they've done some bad things. And I honestly love the acting and the portrayal of Trish in the last two episodes because she is unraveling. She feels like somebody who doesn't have the the ground underneath her. Like she's literally walking on eggshells between right and wrong and needs to believe that everything that she's doing is right and decides to still take the hit, quote unquote, on um, mm-hmm. Dimitri. She's like, well, there's only one way to prove if I'm right about being a hero. I'm going to take that lead. And Hogarth's trying to call it off, but then Kiff's okay. there, and Hogarth's like, "Yeah, go do it." <laughs> and so, yeah. and so she goes to go do it, but then she realizes that uh, Dimitri has a child, so she stops herself. Um, and then that's what creates like the whole thing with where she goes back to Hogarth and goes to try to kill Hogarth. I love that when um, Salinger is killed, Hogarth is very, very aware that she might be next. And so yeah. like, she tells Jessica, like, when you see your I'm sister, so, can sorry. you just let her know, <laughs> like, no beef? Like, I ain't That's her beef. weakness, her fear. Her fear, bro. I love it. it Hogarth is a tough guy uh, with tough, with with regular tough people. Oh, I, she you knows. know I dug also the, um, when uh, uh, Jessica's talking to Hogarth about Salinger. She goes, well, it looks like you finally found somebody that will kill you. Just watch <laughs> out because I think he's going to enjoy it. 
And yeah. I was like, was cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and Hogarth was scared. And yeah. Hogarth was scared. That was cool. And so she was absolutely terrified with Trish. She has security, all kinds of people around. Uh, but Trish gets in anyway and threatens to kill Kith, in which then Hogarth threatens to kill Trish. And then Jessica's like, no one's killing anybody, <laughs> which is kind of, well, you know, that was, that was a, a, a standstill. Because I believe that, that Hogarth would have shot Trish. And I love that Jessica's like, oh, so all of a sudden you're a sharpshooter? You're going to hit her but not hit Kith? You want to yeah. try that right now? And I was like, yeah. damn, that's a good point. Like, <laughs> I can understand that you're like, oh, you're not going to hurt her or I'll kill you. But are you really, Jerry, you're a crack shot like that. You're really about to not hit Kith and you're going to hit Trish, you know, Bullseye. Yeah. And so um, uh, she's like, yeah, you know, I- I'll fly you out. I- I'll fly you out with illegal passports and stuff like that. And um, but eventually just calls up Jessica to come save the day. And. Um, Jessica already, but Jessica already figured it out because yes. she's a damn good PI, and it's it's so heartbreaking, good. man, because they um, and a last ditch effort to to have the upper hand. Um, Trish knocks out the lights, mm-hmm. and when that happened, that told me that now the gloves are off. Now this is this is it. Now now you. Jessica to didn't know. Jessica didn't know if she was going to try to kill her, and yeah. I think she said that too, right? It was not. It was like, no, was she like goes, "Are you? What? Are you, so now what?" Which is the question. So that's what happened. Like I, the reason why I say I love the portrayal is because you keep asking yourself, "Okay, Trish, you did that. Now what? Okay, yeah. now you killed that person. Now what? Now you're going to flee the country for real? Now you're going to kill Jessica for real? Like these are the natural conclusions. But look how far you've come. Look mm-hmm. at look at where you're at now. Look at what you see yourself doing. Look at what you're willing to do just to, to to gratify yourself and tell yourself that everything you've done to this point was worth it. And that moment where she's standing in front of Costa and she's just like, she gets the the the, the rap sheet read out to her. And she just says, I'm the bad guy. Like that broke my heart. That was one of, yeah. that was a great betrayal. You see her like twitching. Like her eye twitching <laughs> as, they're, as they're reading, like you know, counts of homicide, kidnapping, all that kind of stuff. And you're like, "This is Trish Walker." And even when Jessica outs her, I'm like, "People are gonna remember that? That's Patsy. Like that's all gone now. It's all in the trash." The same way, like the same way, like Bill Cosby, right? The same way, like Jared Fogle. The same way, like anybody else who's ever been caught in a scandal, throw all that away. This is the most important thing. She's a murderer. Now P- Patsy Walker is on the raft. Uh, you know, a shout out to Civil War. She's on that yeah. floating uh, jail cell, um, and and she's the one who kind of put herself there. I mean, Jessica put her there, but she she definitely put herself there. I love that Luke Cage had to come in and tell her. Let's that, talk like, about it's it. Okay. Was, it's okay. It's okay. Oh my god, you know? bro! When Luke Cage showed up, I stood up and clapped. I audibly whooped because I've been waiting for anybody else to drop in because everybody else has so much experience on this subject. Everybody else has fighting, dealt with fighting this family. as well. Fighting family, uh, who gets to be judge, jury, and executioner? Um, what What do you do when the system doesn't work? Um, how do you How do you uh, you know square vengeance with justice? I think all the defenders have dealt with that, especially Punisher guys like Daredevil. And so when 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 Luke showed up, oh shit! Actually, everybody has except yeah. Jessica. Exactly. Iron so, Fist. Yeah. In season two. Um, Wow, that's that's a really good point. And so, but Je- this ahead, is what bro. I want to say before. I'm sorry. It's like it doesn't make sense for anybody except Luke Cage because she doesn't have a personal connection with anybody but Luke Cage. It's true. I would have yeah. liked Matt though. I think I think her and Matt's okay. Matt, I would they're do anything great. to see Matt anywhere. Not great, but, but I think that they're they're, they're kind of cool. Plus, 
um, I love the whole like Jessica Jones. Stop talking. I'm your lawyer. I'm Matt Murdock. I'm your lawyer. I like One I, the, I like that. That trailer had given me such high expectations. Yeah. I loved. I love that. Yep. And, <laughs> I then, and then Sigourney Weaver does kung fu, and you're like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Hmm. Um. Uh, Hogarth, don't get the girl at the end. Kit is like, you're gonna die alone. So. It's fair because you can't. Everything I feel like has to have a lesson, you know. And that was a lesson. I yeah, thought, yeah. I did also lie. feel like Kith was a little bit sinister in that, right? Like in the whole like deal with this Dimitri situation, and she was like, "I feel free. I feel like I could be yours almost or whatever." And then she's all like, "Yeah, about that. You use a lot of dirty tactics, and so I'm out." Uh, which again, don't stay around ta- don't stay around toxic people. So I'm totally with Kith on that. But you know, I don't think her hands are completely clean in the matter. Uh, she used because, her. Yeah. We got to be honest with ourselves. She used her. She played her. She used her to get as back on top as she was prior to meeting Jerry, which I guess is fair. Like, because it? it's like it's like I, I almost got my life back. Sans the husband that you have made commit suicide. All right. So let, let me ask you this: Like, if let's say Jerry didn't get involved and he came clean to her, he goes, "Hey, look, and we have an open relationship, and I've been banging my students, but I took some money out." They would have had a fight, but they wouldn't have separated, and they would it wouldn't have gotten out, and they would have handled it much differently. Yeah. Uh. So there has to be some sort of resentment in that regard, you know. I also um, feel like I also feel like um. And this is gonna sound kind of crass, so I'm gonna try to find the best way to say this. It's easier to get over somebody if you can get under somebody else, <laughs> and so the yes. idea that. It's true. The idea that this man broke my heart, but I can confide in the one person that I loved my seemingly my entire you know young adult life, who is now back into my life and still loves me. It's, uh, you know, it looks as as though they still love me. So it all seems to be you know right up my alley. Like things are. Were, uh, also, when they can make all my problems go away, and I can I can take like I don't know. I've met people that that have used other people. You know, and in exchange for sex, the other person is a lot more willing to comply with any demand. Yeah. You know, and so me having witnessed that in real life and then watching a character do it, it doesn't seem far fetched. It just seems like, okay, because now they got what they wanted out of her. Like, she, whether Hogarth wants to admit it or not, maybe that's not what, maybe I'm supposed to get out of the show. Maybe it's just the way I see it. It's like she got what she wanted out of her. And maybe she was opening up to the idea of being with Hogarth, but then she almost died, you know, at the <laughs> hands that, that, of, of that Trish. would change your life, right? That that'll give you some a new perspective on things. Yeah, almost, like, nah, almost you, died. Nah, you're bad. Yeah, everything everything bad comes from you, Hogarth. So bye bye. Um, so we spoke a little bit of, uh, off air about this as well, but yeah. um, Jessica um, to make Jessica feel better, Luke says. Hey, listen. If I was ever going as bad as as you know Trish, I'd want you to stop me too. And I, I totally believe that somewhere along these lines, they were setting up a scenario in which the defenders would have to stop Luke Cage. That the defenders, mm-hmm. you're going to have Luke Cage run all these mobs and run, run all these, because that's, that's where he's at in, when he shows up in Jessica Jones. That suit is him owning Harlem's Paradise and mm-hmm. in deep with all the heavy hitters in the crime family. I actually thought... The reason why he showed up was because of that um, Irish uh, mob that was uh, harassing Gel- uh, Eric. Mm-hmm. Do you remember okay. that, that, that grandma that got like impaled or whatever? 
Yeah. Yeah. So but I thought those, he was those there, were like, like some upstate New York hippies. <laughs> not hippies, but like Poughkeepsie. You know. Poughkeepsie. Uh, <laughs> mom yeah. Hippies. Some hillbilly. Yeah. Hillbilly. <laughs> married uh, to my second cousin type shit. Yeah. Um. So, but yeah, he's like, if you ever came through, uh, you put me down, and he's the only one that that when the series when his season ends, he looks like the bad guy. And yeah, so, because that was Black Mariah's whole plan. She goes, that club corrupts corrupt, anybody, yeah. and it's going to corrupt Luke. And, and uh, it's, it's also the idea that Luke thinks that he, because his hand is on the uh, gun, uh-huh. it, it won't shoot. You know what I said? But it's a gun. It's still a gun. <laughs> it's I like what he did shoot. there, because he's bulletproof. That was cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, he, you know, he can shoot. And so I'm still hoping, and I'm still holding out, maybe 10 years down the line, we've seen, we've seen Weeder revivals, Fuller House. Um, I, I, I'm hoping that they find a movie or something to close all this up in. I would even bring Finn Jones back, bro. Like, you know, like I'm totally with it. Let's do it. Um, I want to talk to you about this and I don't want to do it too much. Cause I know you have some stuff somewhere down the line where you want to touch on this. Yeah. But did you notice that Jessica Jones season three was barely promoted? Like yes. I didn't even know that they only had like two trailers, right? Yeah. As opposed to the usual three. I actually, you put know? Up a, I actually put up a uh, poll. About mm-hmm. um, those who have seen the uh, episodes, like what you know, mm-hmm. how many of you guys have finished Jessica Jones? Um, mm-hmm. I put it last Friday. How many guys have finished it? And it was half and half. And I feel like, and it's been two weeks almost at this point. And I feel like any other show would have been devoured, but because it's it's ending like this, uh, it wasn't. And I'm you know I'm a DC Universe subscriber, so I've watched. Oh, you Titans. are. Uh-oh. Yeah, I've watched Titans. I've watched uh, Doom Patrol. I really, really love Doom Patrol. And oh, um, we got. I, you know, I want to talk about it. With you. I'm so, gonna binge it too. So, <laughs> so then, I'll, then I'll call you up about it. Yeah, so much. Um, and then, uh, Swamp Thing. I saw the first episode of Swamp Thing. Great stuff. Really, really good body horror. You know, uh, TVMA. And mm-hmm. then the next week, we realized it gets canceled. And so, did, did you know why it got canceled though? Yeah, did you, did, yeah, yeah, it okay. got canceled because um, North Carolina was supposed to be paying some tax rebates to the yeah. company that was supposed to. But there was like a, a huge heavier. discrepancy. Yeah. There was like more than like it was like a seventy percent discrepancy. Yeah, so and they weren't it gonna was get the money more. they were gonna get. Yeah, and so yeah. they had to pull out. But admittedly, I have not returned to Swamp Thing because of that. And I want to. I'm, I'm hoping to cover it uh, for major issues, but I'm gonna I'm gonna have to come to that term on my own. And it's the same thing with this. A lot of people didn't jump on this because they're like, for what? Like all of this is gone. Like all of this mm-hmm. is, is is done. But to tell you the truth, it's like you said. These characters have become family members. I'm I'm checking mm-hmm. in on my family and friends when I watch yeah. these shows. And sometimes it's not great. So sometimes it's not my favorite family members, but sometimes it is. <laughs> Um, whenever any of those theme songs hit, any of those Marvel Netflix theme songs hit, I get transformed back into that world. I'm back yeah. as a spectator in that world, uh, whether it be in, in Harlem or House Kitchen or uh, uh, wherever. I'm China, is it Chinatown? No, is it I, Chinatown? Yeah, yeah, I think it is Chinatown. I, I was trying to say Kung Lao, but I forgot. Kung Lao, Kung Lung, Kung Lung. <laughs> Too much more to combat on the brain. Kung <laughs> but, um, yeah, uh, and and talking about all over, your girl Jessica was about to leave. She hands over the keys to Malcolm, uh-huh. which Malcolm has been trying to find his place in the good and the bad. Like I said, getting punched by pimps, saving prostitutes, uh, getting uh, hitting, uh, saving drunk drivers, then hitting drunk drivers. Um, he, he he does a lot this season, and eventually 
he gets gifted the keys to Alias Investigations. Um, and he has enough clout in Jerry's circles, I'm guessing at this point, to, to start it on his own. But Jessica stops short of actually leaving when she is prompted by Kilgrave or, or taunted by Kilgrave. Yeah, Kilgrave is always going to be in her head. You know, I think they showed us that in season two. He's always going to be in her head. Yeah. And, you know, he's... That, that was that's here, cool, Jessica. Yeah, <laughs> that's the line I always remember. Come back, uh, Jessica. He was he's in my top three MCU villains, by the way. I, I would put him in top three, if not top five. Listen, if they Definitely. could ever put uh, D'Onofrio on on the big screen, I'm there, bro. Mm-hmm. I am. They should. All they I, should. All I'm waiting for is Mr. Parker. You you seem like a smart student. Oh, <laughs> How would that you would like to work. <laughs> I know. I know. Going forward, Kevin Feige. Uh, again, I'm sorry because now you got me talking about it. Nah, he, I know that he, ahead, a lot of the f- movies going forward are going to be a lot of crossover. A lot yeah. of it's going to be crossover, and uh, I know Hulu's already asked to. They'll they'll renew uh, Iron Fist, Luke Cage, and Daredevil. They said that right away because those shows got canceled right away. Yeah. Uh, Jessica Jones got canceled later on a little bit. And they said, hey, we'll, we'll pick that up, too. But the way Netflix, uh, you know, because, OK, so they're signed on for a particular amount of time, uh, three seasons, right? That's promised. They're paid for that. But if yeah. the show does better, now you owe them more money, you know, and Netflix doesn't release their numbers to anybody. So nobody can publicly view how many streams a particular. Yeah. yeah. So since nobody knows, uh they don't know how successful it was, but also the fact that they knew Disney Plus was coming out. So they're not going to promote these shows for them to just put them on Disney Plus. So they canceled it out themselves. That way, because of trademarking rights, uh, they, meaning Disney, can't touch those shows, those actors, those characters, those portrayals, which makes me scared. I don't want them to get rebooted um, uh, for two because years, I'm right? so invested. Yeah, yeah, for two years. So we we're about like a, a year and a half more to go. But it, I mean – if they just made them all disappear with the snap or something, that'd be great or anything really. It's just so weird. I don't think I've ever put this much time and attention into something that is just going to disappear. If, if they choose not to uh, have them go anywhere. And it's, it's just so weird because there's always going to be another Batman. Right. Um, And yeah, I, I I would, I, I have the inclination to believe that even if they did a daredevil film, Mm-hmm. You won't have the time, like the, the pure time to spend with the character that you did, like with, with Charlie Cox, where you're literally sitting there and you're like, you, you see him in and out of the suit. You see his backstory, his childhood, all that stuff. You don't you, you don't get the uh, benefit of that in film. They, they, it would be too similar to like Peter Quill's uh, arc, you know, like, oh, you saw him as a kid and he had it hard. And also, like, this is like the best example I can give. If you've seen what the, the like with the cursing and the yelling and the and the sex and everything with Deadpool, and then they make a PG thirteen Deadpool just because rights and trademarking rights, yeah, it's just gonna feel like oh this is PG thirteen Deadpool. I like that other one better. Yeah, it's like, gonna, I'll, like I'll, a, I'll accept a, it's gonna it. pale in comparison. Yeah, it's gonna seem yeah, like a lesser, it's gonna a big lesser time. thing. Yeah, um, so we'll be like yeah, this is great, and this is like you know here's Daredevil saying funny things, but. This other Daredevil was so gritty, and I mean, for God's sakes, Daredevil's like the, put that motherfucker yeah. in a hallway with anybody. Yeah, you know, or, I was saying that Kingpin a car door. <laughs> Kingpin, just like give him dialogue, bro. Like give him anybody's dialogue. That's Vincent D'Onofrio will kill it. You know, know. Um, but I remember I was saying that to my uh, to my girlfriend. I was like, if if you put 
Salinger in a hallway with Matt Murdock. Matt Murdock will kill him. But that's another <laughs> thing. So that's another thing. Like, so when they were having the conversation about morality and Salinger, I'm like, oh, just tell Frank. Mm-hmm. Someone just send an email to Frank and say, hey, Frank, by the way, did you ever hear about those murders that went un- unsolved? We found the guy. He's right here. <laughs> Frank would just drive over and it'd be over. He'd end it. Then that, that's the best thing because the best thing about that is the only person that interacted with him is Daredevil. They've all they they okay. So the four of them came together, right? But they yeah. all obviously have like you got to mean imagine like they all spun together and then they all spun out and separate. Yeah. Uh, and they separated. Luke Cage is close to Iron Fist and he's close to Jessica. Jessica is only close to Luke. She had. I mean, if you watch the show, you could potentially see like some sort of like romantic fling between Daredevil and Jessica, but it wouldn't make sense if because you know comic book fans yeah. purists would get upset. Uh, even though the chemistry was there, you know, yeah. on-screen chemistry. Um, Iron Fist has nothing to do with Daredevil, but he felt like he had to live up to the mantle because he left up, he left Hell's Kitchen to him, right? Yes. And he had to live up to Matt Murdock. So, I mean, that's how they're intertwined. And nobody's anything to do with Punisher except for Matt Murdock. Yeah. So, that, so it makes sense, and that's, like, how they get away with it, in my opinion. And you that's know? why I feel like it would have just been poetic if Luke would have then went bad. Daredevil had to try to stop him. Jessica had to explain that he's not all bad. I've known him. I've kind of slept with him. You know, and then uh-huh. yeah. Iron Fist, where does he fall on, on the side of things? I know Luke. I fought alongside Luke. He's not wrong. He's trying. He's just trying to do the best he can. Like, I felt like that would have been a, a poignant. That would have been, been interesting. That would have been interesting. That would have been interesting. But what if it was Punisher that Trump went out to kill him and Matt and him pick up basically that, 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 that psychological, not the, the, the philosophical battle that they have from season two, and they just pick it up. You know, you're a half measure. No, you're 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 judging him, and you know. Yeah. And or you say you wore it, and you put yeah, you put Punisher and, and, on on Cage's side, and you put Hellcat on Cage's side. You know, <laughs> and then you, and then you have no, like, no Punisher. Sword. Punisher tries to kill Luke, but I mean, oh. and 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 the rest of them try to stop him while Iron Fist tries to talk sense into him, yeah. and and Jessica oh, yeah, he tries to, try to stop because he hates mobs. So he yeah. definitely and, be all up in that. And then he could even get him one on one until he realizes all his guns don't affect this guy. Yeah. Yeah. And they that that there's so much potential and he just there. Knocks him out. And it's like, yeah. now what? You better go get one of them Judas bullets. Yeah. Oh yeah. And you know what's crazy? <laughs> he, he probably know about it too. That's the crazy. Part. <laughs> I got a guy who got a guy. Call up Micro. Yeah. I miss Micro. Yeah, yeah. Um, Dude, that was a good show, man. They, 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 they're casting everything about the way they casted these characters, Charlie Cox, um, uh, Kristen Ritter, uh, even Finn, which he didn't rub me the right way, but he kind of looked apart. It's it's fully immersive. It's fully immersive so that even if you don't love the main character, there's somebody on the show that you love and you uh, relate to. Because you might like the main character but not relate to them. And they will give you a through line to relate to. Like, um, I remember not really digging Iron Fist, but I found myself being incredibly entertained by uh, uh, Ward, Meacham. And then uh, in season two, Davos was entertaining to me. Like, wow, he is driven. Like, he believes that he is destined for this. And um, they do that. Look, look what they did with Trish. Like, Trish, P- Patsy Walker was like an Archie character in Marvel Comics. It, it, yeah. She was like a like a, like a a Betty and Veronica kind of deal. Like, uh, oh, we're just going go to go have a malt after the high school dance or whatever. And then they decided to make her Hellcat. But they didn't have to do that here. They didn't have to do that mm-hmm. with the show, but they did. And now we have fleshed out characters, and I'm just so thankful for it. And like you said, um, in in a couple weeks, we are going to come back to all the Netflix shows and, and talk uh, in depth about all the things that we liked, we didn't like, and really send off Marvel Netflix in a terrific fashion. And I hope that you could make it for that show. 
No oh, man, I would love to. I I I mean, that, I, I want to make make sure that I do because honestly, I'm a big uh, I'm a big big fan of the Netflix shows. I, I don't think they get enough love, and I yeah. feel like especially once these Disney Plus shows come out with their hundred million dollar budget, because and I'm not trying to be funny or or estimating. No, they all have a hundred million dollar budget. The yeah. people that make the movies are making those shows, so the budget is going to be completely different. So those so those outfits aren't going to look like shit. They're going to look like those Hollywood level you know, summer blockbuster level costumes. And I'm going to kind of miss the grit and the New York city, you know, like New York is a character in and of itself. Like you made oh a really God, good example. Yeah. Like, like pe- people wouldn't see, uh, the downgrade in, um, Trish's apartment. In, yeah. Trish's apartment. And, but we would be like, you know, cause the way we live, we live in Brooklyn and you know, uh, it's like, Oh, that, that's a, I mean, it, yes, it's a downgrade. But it's not really if you're talking about space because you you have to be from New York to really get it. What's more you know? what's what's more New York than um, Rosario Dawson being mugged to Jadena by the train station? <laughs> like, I, was, I remember that, that scene, awesome. and I remember thinking, "Yeah, this is really in New York, huh?" Yeah. And then she she doesn't like go to the cops; she just goes to work. And I'm like, "What happened?" She's like, "Ah, oh, I almost got mugged." And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yep, that's because that's, that's New York. home. <laughs> that's home yeah. away from home." Oh, that, and it's real. It's not like it's like we're the we're being tough guys. No, that's that's just how it is. Because nobody cares. You know, shit happens every day. People kill themselves on the train. You know, and <laughs> yeah, sure. and and especially now in today's numb social media world, more people are mad that the person killed themselves on you know on the morning train rather than jumping off a bridge. I mean, I, I see it all the time on Twitter. You know, I know you don't go like go on it like that as much, but I do. And, and you see people like it's the mere inconvenience because. People are are numb to things because it just happens so often. And there's so many and, of us. Yeah, and it's a crowded city. And again, they they play that up a lot in this season too, where people disappear. It's not because yeah. they have superpowers; because they hide. It's just, just a huge city. Out. Yeah, it's just a huge yeah. city. Um, yeah. when did you get off the Trish Walker train? When did you get? When did you definitively say, "I am not on this character side"? Um. Okay. So me, I got annoyed when she kept screwing up the investigation. Okay. And then when she almost killed him, I got really annoyed. But I, you know, again, and Jessica stopped him. Qualities. She scratched his face. Yeah. Okay. But that was a gnarly. I, that was a gnarly couple of scars, a couple of scratches on his face, man. It was perfect because Hellcat and everything. It just it was yeah. awesome, and they made it realistic because she's enraged. Nobody would really claw somebody, you know, in a, unless that was, but that situation. I was like, okay, you can see it. It's it's not warranted, but it's plausible. Okay. Yeah. Because she's just you know she's just wailing. Um. I think for me, it was definitely when the body started piling up, especially when the second body got there. I was like, okay. Word, the cop? Well, is... she does kill a cop, right? Yeah, but no, that one, I was like, okay, that was an accident. Yeah. Even though it was stupid, it was an accident. But the second one, yeah. when she beat the dude to death, and it was a very solid plan. I was like, okay, this plan's going to work. She's it's going to make sense. people over the table and all kinds of yeah. stuff. Yeah. When she punched him to death like Stone Cold Steve Austin would do, he'd stop yeah. a mud hole. And I was just like, okay. Yeah. yeah, she's gone too far. Because yeah, the whole reason she did that was, you know, put the badge on him, uh, okay, you know, and, and make it look like this other person did, not Jessica. And then just the whole thing fell apart. And it's only because she lost control. And I was like, okay, um, no, you're you're a problem now. She just wanted to hear thank you. Um, but <laughs> but uh, Jessica, I'm assuming, um, with Kilgrave always on her mind, decides that she would be a coward if she left. 
um, and I'm guessing she's gonna stay in New York. And we do see that that longing look that she gives her sister. She does see her sister off to the raft. Mm-hmm. Um, from far, from afar. Do you think there's redemption in Patsy? Isn't she like an anti-hero? Is like no, comics? she's a straight up. She's a straight up hero. She's like. Isn't yeah. she like more of an anti-hero? Like she, I mean, she's done. She's done like. She's gone to some dark places. At one point, she goes to hell. <laughs> the, the character. Yeah, goes to hell. I, I know. I know, I know that in, in Marvel Civil War, she had like a negative. Okay. The, the, the comic, she had something. I forgot what she did. It, it, you know, because so many there were so many many arcs in there. But I think she had something. I just don't remember who who it had to do with. But um, yeah, because why not? You know, she wants to do the right thing. I just don't want them like if they ever were to try to redeem her i just don't want it to be like she's out for revenge against jessica i feel like she especially the way they ended it she became very aware that she was a bad guy yeah. and if anything she should try to redeem herself she almost seems like a redemption by death kind of character right yes yeah almost seems like a star that shines so bright that it's gonna have to burn itself out yeah. and uh that's what happened to the little patsy walkers um i i think it's a hell of an arc i think it's a hell of a season in general um, it was awesome. I, it, it made it up for the almost the almost lackluster season two, but there was just so much. It, I, I think season two is just really just all supposed to set up season three. Yeah, it, but you have to get through season two to get and, to season three. And even if it wasn't intentionally made that way, they sure as hell mined it in this season. Like they mined yeah. for all the stuff that there was in season two. Yeah, apparently they always had a three season arc in mind for for this show. Huh. Apparently, I don't know how true that is. Yeah, but. Me being a nerd about, you know, writing and why certain decisions are made after the fact. Yeah. Apparently, the writer said they they always plan for a three season arc for this show. And okay, if that's if that was the plan, it worked out really well for us fans because it was dope. You know, did um, could there could they do more? Absolutely. Could they do more with her? Could they do more with her as long as she's willing to play the character? Uh. But have her interact with like, I mean, I don't know who show she would fit in. I guess, I guess Luke Cage because she, she'd just be too strong for anybody else. You know, she, uh, Punisher is so grounded. He's he's almost like, it's almost like a spy, espionage, corrupt police system thing. Yeah. Okay, so that works. You know, he's got the whole military thing, spy, government surveillance. Okay, that works. So you can't put a superpower girl there. And then you can't put her with, or maybe you can put her with Iron Fish, but they're not really connected. Maybe so Daredevil, but then when the not when the ninjas show up, then she gets a little bit out of her element. I mean, besides that, I mean, Matt Murdock is like all about these introspective debates with himself. He's like God and man, and, and what's and, right and, and what's and she, wrong. She'd be the devil on his shoulder in that instance. I'm I'm guessing. Even even more than that, she's just too. I mean, because okay, so she's grown as a character. So she those. Things don't even really apply to her, but if they were to, it's almost like a step back, you know, because she's grown. So why would she be like have such inner turmoil? She's decided I'm a hero. I am a hero, and I'm not going anywhere because this is what I'm supposed. This is what I'm here to do. Yeah. I'm, you know, uh, I'm going to protect these people from this street to this street. Everybody else is everybody else's problem. <laughs> you is, know. Is there redemption for Eric? No. Nah. No. Nah. No. Self. 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 <laughs> Selfishly, I think, I think you know, like you ever meet somebody where like you want them to do well, but they just they're just in their you know, own way. You know, they're gonna fumble it. More than that, it's just it's in their nature. You ever heard that story about the about the scorpion and the turtle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
yeah so that it's like it's just it's in my nature i can't i can't help myself yeah that's just so eric he's just stuck in his ways he tried he even tried to like get with her at the end. You know, he's just being smooth. At one smooth. point, he's like, oh, "Am I the hero?" Oh, he gives he gives the line, and be sure to use this on on your girl whenever you want to. Uh, <laughs> you're like aspirin to me. <laughs> that, that was his, <laughs> that was his uh, <laughs> his pickup line. I mean, I've heard a little better, but you're like aspirin to me is pretty pretty. I mean, good. for him, it makes sense. Yeah, it's like, definitely. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know. I mean, it's not it's not making love on paint like season two. You know, but. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was that was. Uh, <laughs> was you know what's crazy? She didn't have a real sex scene in this season. No, and the one that was purported to be the sex scene is when she gets stabbed. Because that's the one she true. gets sat up on the table, and it's a whole thing, and then she goes and gets stabbed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trisha Walker, on the other hand, makes sure she had a sex scene. Oh yeah, and yeah. every season, yeah, every season. I know in the comics, instead of Hellcat, it's supposed to be Captain Marvel. That's yeah, like that's, her pal. That's her, that's her, yeah, that's her homie. Because what happened was they retconned Jessica Jones in. When they started mm-hmm. the series, they acted as if she was always there, but that no one really remembers and no one really messes with her. And so she has you're, accounts You're, you're talking everything. comics or shows? Comics. And so they, she knows about everything that's ever happened. She went to high school with Peter Parker and kind of mm-hmm. tangentially remembers Peter Parker. And she was an Avenger for a little while as Jewel, but then Kilgrave took her. And when Kilgrave took her, no one really lo- went looking for her. And yeah, so she kind of broke out of that, and then she she's just been on her own since then. But her comic was very much a a a hero of the week kind of deal, where heroes were showing up to her thing to be like, "Hey, I need I need help with this." And if they could find a bunch of B or C D level heroes and villains to play around with, you know, that'd be kind of cool to see her have like a bit of a of her own um, investigations of inside the Marvel universe that might connect to other things like there's if you can find a way to tie into like the Loki scepter thing into Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. like you can find little small things to tie into you know the larger MCU universe yeah Yeah. but I do think that them straying away from that um, was a decision early on made and you can kind of see the the yeah uh, yeah Yeah. definitely like all right so if you come to my place right I have a giant Marvel poster I've always wanted it but Mm -hmm. I didn't realize it up until like two weeks after having it this is a couple years ago I was looking through. I was like, "Someone's bothering me about this poster." Iron Man's in the middle. Okay, fine, I get it. For the last decade, he's gone up. You know, he's worth a lot more now. And this character used to be like a B-list superhero. Captain America's on the side. Spider-Man's on the side. You know, and they have the rest of the Marvel, like Falcon, like you know, all the classic drawings of these superheroes. Yeah. I'm staring at it. I'm like, "What's bothering me?" And I was like, "Oh, there's no Fantastic Four and X-Men, but they have everybody else. They have the they have the Netflix Defenders in the corner." together it's iron fist daredevil luke cage and jessica jones yeah and they have black bolt and you know you know it, it yeah, goes further and yeah. further back you have they have venom all the way in the back they have like low-level villains they have hellcat all the way in the back they have the purple man all the way in the back they have nobo war machine a little bit more in the front like i'm looking at it right now and i'm looking for like b-level heroes and and the closer i look to it i'm like they purposely made this because if you go, if you have, if I if I send you a picture of it, you'll see it's like Daredevil, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, Iron Fist. You take two steps back and Punisher's right there. Take two <laughs> steps further back and you see uh, Ghost Rider, and yeah, you see yeah. yeah, and you go further and further back, you see you go all the way to the back. Tiny Blade is in the background. I was, I was just about to say, where's Blade? Because he's in that circle too. Yeah, yeah. And they push him, and in, in, in the forefront is like the te- the, the Marvel. Um, the MCU uh, Avengers have Star Lord in the front, Gamora. They have Electra all the way in the back. I see Loki. I see Bullseye. You see uh, the Chitari and, and the Frost Giants all the way in the back. Taskmaster. 
Well, yeah, he's supposed to be coming yeah. soon too. Taskmaster. Yeah, he, yeah. So, oh man, we gotta talk about that too. Black Widow movie. Uh, I hope it's a prequel. It, it, no, it, it's, it's just, supposed. To, well, it's supposed to be a side quote. <laughs> like it's supposed to be going on after Civil War. Well, I'm fine with that as long as they give us a prequel because I want I want Red Room, I want Budapest, or at least an explanation. They gotta do. I, remember, I think they're gonna do end up doing flashbacks. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, gonna, they, they like they, it's it's gonna be. Mod, I think the majority of it is going to be modern in the sense that it's going to be post-Civil War. Like, she would have known the Avengers and stuff. But I think after that fact, it's going to mm. get to the point where it is um, – where they do, they do a couple of flashbacks. Like how they did with Peter Quill where he got his flashbacks, but you also got the modern-day stuff. But um, yeah. Yeah, They should also do the thing where, like, she was romantically linked to Winter Soldier. And she wasn't surprised when she saw him in the movie Winter Soldier. But that's the thing. She knew with Matt, with things like that, with romances like that, that's why I want Jessica with Luke. Because they get they together in the comics and they have a kid. And daddy Luke Cage is hilarious because he's bulletproof. But this little thing defeats him every time. <laughs> it beats him every time. And I think that's a, that's a cool story to tell. Um, yeah. But I just, I'm not ready to say bye to these these characters, man. I'm not ready to say about these characters or, or, or this iteration of them, but do you have any final thoughts on Jessica Jones Season 3? Jessica Jones Season 3 is must-see. Um, you, I said this about Daredevil. I, some people felt like Daredevil was a little too slow uh-huh. uh, for them, and I said this, I was like, just watch Daredevil. Just binge it. Just get to Season 3 because Season 3 was so masterful. And that's how I, I, and I put Jessica Jones Season 3 right next to it. And again, Show it to your friends, that even if they don't like comics. Show it to your female friends that don't really like uh, anything but, uh, I, I don't know. Dramas, uh, dramas, yeah. Right? Yeah, it's dramas, dramas, yeah. yeah. It, it's noir. If, they, if you know somebody that likes to read books, put them onto Jessica Jones. All right, season two might be a little bit difficult, but tell them it all pays off. You know, it's a crime like, drama, is what it is. Yeah. It's a crime drama. And, yeah, she happens to have some power, but, you know, it, well, outside of a few Easter egg drops here and there, she's not really connected to the MCU as much as, I mean, in this season, there's a little bit more connected, but their other two aren't as much, you know. And she, uh, she was. If you like powerful women, if you like strong characters, this is for you. If you like one-liners, I would say sarcasm. You. If, you like sarcasm. If, yeah, if you like sarcasm, if you like uh, day jaded drinking, characters. morning drinking, night drinking. <laughs> if you like broken people and you like to see them try to piece themselves together and rise to the occasion, watch this show. If, if you, you like want burgers, blackmail, and bourbon. Watch this murder, <laughs> mur- murder, and uh, murder, uh, an intrigue. I think people say that a lot. Murder and intrigue. Uh, it's yeah. all, it's it's all here. Uh, and man, it's all there. But you know what else is all here? We already have reviews for um, Iron Fist season two, Daredevil season three, Jessica Jones season two, Punisher seasons one and two already available as part of the major issues podcast so if you're listening to this first of all thank you so much for being a listener second go back and listen to those old episodes because we're going to be priming and getting ready for uh this eulogy this r.i.p marvel netflix show that will be happening uh quite soon but yeah go and listen to all the things that we have available as part of the major issues podcast and you can find the major issues podcast wherever podcasts are found that's podbean stitcher podcast addict the apple podcast app if you don't want to get a new app or you don't really know quite how to do it go to google type in major issues podcast and we're the first ones that pop up every time and uh that's where we talk the latest and greatest things to come to comic books and comic book media um i wanted to go ahead and 
shout out a couple of followers from Podbean. There's been people following this. There's people who literally get notified right away when an episode drops. And I want to thank you guys because this is how we go strong as a uh, podcast. Um, so I want to thank Larry Cantor Jr. I want to thank Ashley Faith Powers. Uh, some of these are just letters. So if you recognize them, it's you. Uh, XB, oh, sorry, WBXBNT, XLR5H8, and FNQTF5. It's something that we're going to be doing now uh, where we shout you guys out because with you guys, we're able to do these great things and have these great episodes. So thank you guys so much for um liking, sharing, and uh, letting us know how we're doing as podcasters. And you can let us know how we're doing as podcasters by rating us and uh, rating and reviewing us on iTunes. It's the quickest way for us to learn uh, what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong, what you guys want to see change, and what you guys want to see stay about the Major Issues Podcast because we are dedicated to bringing you the latest and greatest in comic book and comic book media. And I've been to the future. I don't know if I told you this, Honest Rebel. I've been to the future, and we become the latest and greatest to come to comic books and comic book media, but I can't tell people how. So all I can say is jump in now while the getting is good because the bandwagon only got so many seats and you already heard me call out a couple followers. They got front seats. We're drinking the bourbon. We're, well, we're not driving. No drinking. Don't drink and drive. But we're, we're, <laughs> we're out there. We're doing it and we are loving it. Uh, so go ahead on that. You can reach us at Major Issues CBC, but if you want to go um, on Twitter, but... You can also go to Facebook.com slash comic book click, Instagram at comic book click, or use the hashtag comic book click to talk about the newest, hottest, latest, and greatest things that come to comic books and comic book media. Uh, like I said, at Major Issues CBC is our Twitter. We have T's on T Public. All of these links will be in the show notes, in the show description. So go ahead and hit us up there. And uh, I feel like, oh, and if you want to reach us directly and want to get your opinions uh, spoken here live, all you have to do is go to uh, email us at comicbookclick at gmail.com. Or I'm saying that wrong. Comicbookclick at gmail.com. Uh, <laughs> See how the, the email thing always gets me uh, a little bit a little frazzled. But <laughs> um, hold on. I'm doing one more. There's one, just one more thing I have to do because I promised that I would do this. But we got we actually got some feedback on this. Uh Jamerson Woodbury says she loved he loved this season. It's a sad fall from grace for Trish and so heartbreaking watching her get loaded up to get sent to the raft when all she wanted to do was help people. And you're right, Woodbury. Definitely tragic season. But it doesn't have to be tragic. Just come back next week. We're going to be talking about Spider-Man Homecoming in preparation for Spider-Man Far From Home. How hype are you for that, Honest Rebel? Oh my god. Okay, so I've tried to avoid spoilers out of my ass and yeah. I cannot I can't wait cuz it's the end of the series. It's the end of the the uh, uh phase 4, yeah. right? Or or, or or it's right before it's the end of That's the Infinity saying, Saga, the, I should the, say. Yeah, the Infinity Saga. And I can't I can't wait because I know for a fact they got it. I want to see who plays Norman Osborn if they if they're going to reveal <laughs> yeah, him or that's not. The big, that's I want to see clue, um I, I want to see I want to see how what they do with Mysterio. To be honest, I, yeah. I want to see what, how it turns out. Um, I'm trying to avoid everything about that movie. I'm gonna watch Avengers Endgame, the re-release one because I wanted to be the Avatar, two because I want to see those extra scenes, Same. three because I want to see it a second time, uh, <laughs> and then everything's gonna be fresh. And I'm gonna watch uh, Homecoming uh, the day before, so then when I watch Far From Home, it's all gonna click. Uh, so I'm really excited. Yeah, I, I I can't wait either. So make sure that you guys are here every week as part of the Major Issues Podcast. Thank you for listening to our uh, a little uh, review. My name is George Serrano, a.k.a. The Don. 
I'm uh, I'm honest rebel. <laughs> <laughs> that is honest rebel. And this was our Jessica Jones season three review. And remember, whether or not you have superpowers, whether you have super strength and you can't fly, but you think you can jump a little, whether you get so angry you want to claw somebody's face off, or you just need a little loving like Malcolm got from uh, Eric's sister. Jesus remember, <laughs> remember, you are none of you are fools. You're all part of the clique, and you. Yes, you are worthy.